Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. What's the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. You know, you could, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap cheapo cars and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. 
Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at lionelracing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to lionelracing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. podcast on danny b talks how are y'all doing today hello <laughs> i'm good thank you for asking danny very very respectful yeah. very polite of you how are you <laughs> i'm great uh i, I hope... bet situation normal yes uh as you can see i'm rocking the hack shirt tonight we got obvious things to talk about with las vegas but first we got to thank our sponsor moby proud partner of the nascar weekly podcast season five moby offers innovative state-of-the-art men's grooming devices and as you can tell we are all uh, bearded men looks up there, and he's, he's working. Nah, right. not but not really. We do have his work too well. It, yes. it worked. <laughs> I have a little well. fuzz coming up, but no, nothing too too major. <laughs> but they are offering an all new dual system beard trimmer to keep you guys looking good and trimmed up, keeping us good and trimmed up. Uh, I try to keep mine trimmed about every two or three weeks, so I'm about getting in on needing to break out the old movie and taking care of my beard. But but and speaking of taking care of things. Bowman took care of it in Las Vegas this weekend. Obviously, I'm very happy. I will get a start on this. Maybe I wasn't so surprised to see Bowman go get the win this weekend at Las Vegas. You know, maybe some of these other guys feel differently. I pay closer attention to his races overall, and he did look fast in practice this weekend. I think he was like sixth in practice when they had that. Didn't qualify the greatest, but... Uh, strangely enough, he qualified 13th, and his last three wins, he has started 13th. Did you guys know that? No. Wow. Oh, Lucky 13. Yes. Strangely, yeah. the most cursed driver in NASCAR, who destroys tracks, I guess, he, his lucky number is 13, too, because he seems to win from that position a lot. Wow. Um, but he did make a strong run up through the field. I mean, it was like almost... Instant. I, I, I messaged Darren. I said, Darren, don't you dare say a word about Bowman because he's climbed up to fourth from 13th in like only a few laps here. You weren't you weren't the only one. Everyone was telling me not to talk about their favorite driver. Yes, Sam Sam Mayer and Carson Kosovar. <laughs> we'll get to that a little later in the show, but yeah, they were but, one of them. But yes, Bowman was able to climb up to the lead. He won stage one, and then uh, he had a lot of pit road issues. I noticed it actually costed him like 
three or four positions on a lot of pit stops he had. At one point, he had fell back to like 11th. All the progress he'd made to get up to the front was gone in the pits, basically. And then they had a pit road violation, which Jarrett basically said, like, F in the chat for Danny at that point. Because I think I'd also lost Blaney at that point, who was my pick to win. So at that point, mm-hmm. I was I was like, okay, Blaney's out and rooting for Bowman. Now Bowman's out is what I was thinking. And then he somehow climbs up to fourth after overcoming that. And it was actually looking like he was going to pass Ross Chain and get third. And uh, I was actually content with, with third. I, after the week he had last week, finishing, I don't know, pretty bad. He was running the top five, hit the wall, auto club, didn't get to finish. He probably deserved in that one. And then a caution come out. Sucked for Eric Jones and Bubba Wallace for that to happen. But uh, unfortunately, that is racing. And Greg Ives actually got redemption in this race. I don't know if really many of you guys remember this. 2020 Las Vegas race. Bowman was in contention for that one, battling mm-hmm. Ryan Blaney. Actually charging up on Ryan Blaney. It looked like he could pass him. Late caution come out in that one in 2020. Greg guys made the decision to pit along with Ryan Blaney when everyone else stayed out. This time, things are different. Everyone does pit and being bold. Uh, him along with two of us that are Hendrick Motorsports teammates, Kyle Larson and William Byron, Decided, hey, let's take two tires. Beat the Joe Gibbs guys off pit road and got them in a position where it would look like any, it looked like a Hendrick car was going to win. Having three of them up there in the top three, you, you're not going to get past all of them, not when they're all together like that. And Bowman and Byron were pretty much neck and neck. I'm really surprised, honestly, that Larson gave Bowman the inside lane, especially for just two lap restart. I figured that would be Larson on the inside. I was actually surprised that he gave him that option. But I think since, with Bowman got such a good jump. Like that, I was thinking he was already nosing out in front by the time they got into turn one. I think well, I, I, I was, just thought Larson as the control car would just be ahead by turn one. I was kind of surprised, much like we'll get into the Xfinity race too. There was similar controversy there. You know, Ty Gibbs kind of was in the same situation, was second on the inside, beat the leader to the line. Bowman actually beat Larson to the line. I'm surprised that wasn't really called out, but didn't really see anything about that. Didn't see any people talking about that. Well, uh, Larson being the control car, I think on that last restart, he started them off. I mean, Bowman just got a better restart. He also okay. had a, more of a push. I don't remember who. I think it was Bush or Truex behind uh, Larson. It wasn't Truex. I don't think whoever was behind Larson didn't give him as good of a push mm-hmm. as uh, Bowman was getting from, I think, Byron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but ultimately, Bowman held him off, and it was, it was going to be a great finish to the end with Bush and Truex. In that situation, I was hoping for Kyle Bush to win that. But we still got a good finish because it was neck and neck, Bowman and Larson all the way until the end. And then when I saw Larson went up high, he, he got loose, went up. I, I got to admit, I, I jumped off the couch because I was excited. I was like, yes, yes, there we go, yes. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I assume we'll talk a little bit about, you know, did Kyle Bush saying over the radio afterwards that Bowman backs into all his wins. <laughs> Obviously, we'll go back to the hat discussion. comments. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. But They've discussed I'll give it out, already. I, I'll give Bowman credit. Yes, he got lucky by that late race caution. He wasn't winning this race without that late race caution. Mm-hmm. But once he got up to that front row on equal tires with the defending champion, maybe the best race car driver in the Western Hemisphere, wasn't even the control car, and he beat him straight up. That was extremely impressive, especially when, on the, I think on the very final lap, three and four, Larson was all over his door. The old car, he would have gotten, Bowman would have gotten loose. I think there, he would have taken his air away. He would have been yeah. gone. I don't know what the necessarily i don't know the exact aerodynamic difference the symmetry of the car maybe has something to do with it i'm sure it does but whatever the case larson down on bowman's door 
and Larson's the one who ended up getting loose. I think Bowman slipped up a little, but not as bad as Larson did. Larson couldn't hold this car wide open as long as, as Bowman could. So uh, I was impressed with Bowman at that point. Like when Larson came out first, I said, Larson's either winning this race or Bush and Truex are going to slice through the field and beat him. But no, Bowman <laughs> came out. No, I think that's what I think that's part of Kyle Bush's comments is because even he was sitting there like, oh, if Larson wins this, it's a Larson win. But when Bowman won, he's just like, oh, Bowman? Well, how again? <laughs> but Bowman did win stage one because you're he, point did. Yeah. he had a really fast car. He came from mid pack to the front, went back to the back, back to the front. He had, I think, one of the top three or four best cars in this race. So it, maybe it wasn't shocking. It just, you know, we were also used to the idea of a Truex or Bush win up to that point. It was surprising last second. I have to admit, at the end, I was kind of like, I was kind of disappointed because I was like, oh my God, we're going to have a side-by-side finish the first one with the next-gen car. And, and then Bowman pulled uh, it. I'm yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not upset overall of, of the race itself. Like, overall, I really like the race. But I have to admit that, like, when that happened, um, Riss and I are both watching, and we're just like, oh my God, Larson's going to win. I'm like, no, no, it's Bowman. Okay, maybe Larson. Like, if that Bowman battle to if that battle to take the white flag had been the finish, that would have been crazy. Bowman would have still got it either way in that scenario, but that would have been pretty crazy. I was so hoping, though, that we could get, like, of, of all the places, a mile and a half after, you know, all the discussion the last 20 years, not discussion, more like just anger the last 20 years at mile and a half, that when NASCAR gets it right with a car, everyone you know it's going to be at a mile and a half that it happens i just i thought i i wanted it to happen just because i'll be real i could have gotten a lot out of the salt mines on twitter (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah i mean that had to be one of the best las vegas races i have ever seen and it had been quite some time you know just with the previous 550 package you knew just you know these guys yeah yeah you know they were racing but you know they weren't really racing you know they were kind of being held back by the package and now all of a sudden get a car you know the next gen gen 7 whatever uh uh you want to call it i don't care um you know you um bring that car to a mile and a half track and wow just it just put on a show right you know right from the very beginning and you know you saw like guys like especially coming out of turn four you know like that seemed to be like this um um, the most struggling part of the racetrack like even kyle larson battling ross chastain for the lead almost took out ross chastain there the best driver in nascar i mean heart stopped if if he's i mean if he's having problems you know handling this car from time to time man this this car they made it's it's been absolutely beautiful the first three races i mean like we still have a long way to go but i'm liking what i'm seeing so far definitely yeah we've got a lot more to see of this car so far. But um, overall, I think the racing was good. I saw, well, really, we saw so many drivers actually leading this race. So there was a lot of passing for the lead, a lot of passing overall, but a lot of passes for the lead that they made this race, too. I yeah, think, they really were. Yeah. Go ahead, Jared. Well, I think overall it was probably like around, you know, I'd say like an eight or nine out of 10 is probably, you know, accurate i mean maybe if you're a little negative on it still it was a seven you know easily passing grade um as for like being one of the best vegas races in a long time i kind of put it up there with like 2014 i think that one was a really good one i think 2008 was a really good one um you know it's one of the few vegas races like we've had good vegas races but it's not been like man, we're going to really remember this. Like, yeah. this is one where it's like, you're. this is a memorable finish and a pretty good race overall, even if you take out all the context of, of post-race and drama and 
Fox trying to drum up drama and all that. Like, oh, that yeah. was so cringe, bro. That was so uh, cringe. Please, yeah. like, my comments on that when, when we're on the topic. We're all YouTubers. I felt like that what we saw in that little skit thing was something that any of us could have made. Yeah, which is fine, I guess, if we're trying to make a funny little quick YouTube video. But I, I guess I expect more from broadcast. That's all I'm saying. I expect at, more from us. Look, at this point, yeah, yeah, I was about to say that too. Like, like yeah, we have it's, higher it's, expectations. It, it, yeah, it's like <laughs> higher standards. It, it's like backdoor version of Breaking Bad mixed with NASCAR. Look, yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna be honest here. Like at this point, you know, Fox with the whole commercials, and then like you know, the past few years with all these cringy skits. I mean, it, yeah, it was like cringy to watch and stuff, but. Personally, was I surprised by it? No, because this is Fox. This is what they've been doing. Like I even tweeted out like before this. I'm like, like, what is all this racing doing um, on my uh, on my uh, cringy skits show? Like, like that's, I mean, like that's what it feels like sometimes when you're watching NASCAR on Fox here too. So look, when this next TV deal rolls around and stuff, like I, you know, hopefully, you know, if, if Fox does re up with them, you know, NASCAR is like, hey, can you like, you know, try and take the broadcast a little more serious? You know, this is well, a sporting. I'll say it. It shows how good the car is. I think that people forgot about it. None of the well, that and none of the complaints that were had of the day were on the racing. Uh, no, exactly. See, I don't like calling for people's jobs or anything, but some producers need a change over at Fox because <laughs> the people, the people making the creative decisions before the week begins, dude, this was a total flop this week. Like, like who's signing up on this stuff? Exactly. <laughs> it played it really too hard. I even joked at one point after uh, Suarez got hooked after the McDowell kind of got loose. I'm like, somehow Fox is going to tie this into when they fought a couple of years ago, you know, <laughs> something like that. They were going out of their way to, to drum up drama in the cringiest way possible. I, I but aside from that, to your point, Jarrett, we really didn't talk about that that much after the race because the racing was so good. And what's great, what the most refreshing part of this is, quite honestly, are the crashes. Like not because I like seeing guys crash repeatedly, but because we finally are seeing drivers step over that line. There is a line. For a while, the line was miles away. It was almost impossible to step over that guy. line. Exactly. Now there is a line, and I think it serves as a great reminder to the viewers watching at home and in the grandstands that it's not easy to drive race cars. Like at yeah. times, the last few years at these big tracks, it did look easy. Like go back to Kyle Busch's comments about how all the yeah. media, you guys could drive these cars. You know, he probably had a little bit of a point. I mean, quite honestly, not so much with the next gen. I do think the next gen occasionally borderlines on that unpredictableness that isn't maybe conducive to good racing. Like you don't want the car to just suddenly step out you want to kind of feel it coming and know you're on that edge so i still think it's occasionally skirting that line and we've seen through these first three weeks the most cautions in nascar history through the first three weeks and some of that maybe is the stages adding a couple every race but still i think that's a remarkable stat yet despite the more cautions and the longer races at least online i haven't i've been to a couple of races people seem happy in person but the online nascar community has almost universally praise the racing at the track so far so i think that's great even and this, also oh go ahead, go ahead i was gonna say even this race i feel like the tire issues weren't as bad as the week before yeah they, they were actually driving them. back yeah they were driving back yeah. and stuff like yeah like christopher bell was like wobbling and stuff you know getting back and stuff but i mean they were able to drive back at least and also i wanted to point out another amazing stat 25 drivers with at least one top 10 through the first three races first time that's happened since 1973 so we're seeing some early parody and like, new, I, mean, I saw that sound like 25 guys with the top 10 and i was just gonna say and who has a top 10 in all of them 
Eric Almarola. Hey, he's on, he's on a comeback. He's on the comeback trail this year. Right? It's a so much, trail. <laughs> so much better than how the last year started, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's almost matches, he yeah. almost matched his top tens for last year already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and IDK did say he'd win the championship this year. He'll, <laughs> he'll get oh, him no. with consistency. His, his year, this year so far, about seems like Denny Hamlin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Denny Hamlin seems like his from last year. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and uh, speaking of Denny Hamlin too, like, what do you guys think of that mistake he made? I mean, obviously, you know, with the, you know the new gears it's, and it's, stuff it's like that. It's gonna happen more times this yeah. year. It's not do, just gonna be we... him. There's gonna be pro- probably at least seven more drivers will have that happen this year. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. Two it. things. Over One, under. Do we count that as a pit road mistake since he was exiting the? Pits? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that streak keeps going. Two. <laughs> what do we think it's gonna be at the road courses? Like, that's oh, what I'm really That's going to be bad. In. I think if you don't blow it up on lap one or two or three, I think you'll get in a rhythm and you'll get used to it. But that is a fair concern. I don't know. Did we did, – during all the Roval testing they did, were drivers complaining about that? I feel like most drivers were actually positive on the shifter. Like, they well, kind of I enjoyed think, I, I thought they were positive about it. I, I, think what, I think what worries me the most is probably Sonoma going up those hills. That's probably the biggest one where it's likely to happen this year. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it, it, I think you're right, Danny. It will happen to somebody again. Um but we'll see. I'm sure right now all the drivers, like as they're going to sleep, they have like a like a gear shifter. Like I remember oh. when I played basketball. Our, my coach always said, when you're at home watching TV, you should just be like tossing a ball in the air, like just feel it, getting that feel for like shooting a yeah, basketball. Practice shifting, guys. Yeah, just but at the dinner table. <laughs> just like eating, your, eating a soup, you know, just yeah. constantly. But also another problem too, and, and again, this has happened for I think the second or third race in a row, Drivers, you know, their body parts going numb inside the car, you know, hey, yeah. you know, their feet, their butt and stuff like that. And I think it has. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with, um, um, you know, with um, um, where they're positioned in the car. It's a little bit different. And also I heard like the pedals, they're in a, uh, a much different spot as well. So like whenever they're going full speed and stuff during a full race, then their legs, I guess, just automatically go numb or whatever. Look, it's weird. I'm a big person, and I drive a Toyota Camry. When I'm on a long road trip, yeah, I'm leaned pretty far back, stretched pretty good out, but I get cramps. I get kind of numb sometimes. My legs get tired. I have to jostle, move them around. In a race car, you're kind of just rigid. You're stuck in there because mm-hmm. you're you know, in a for safety position. reasons. Yeah, so if anything's even just a little bit off on these new cars, they're brand new, positioning, like you said, they're more centered in the car now. They're not as close to, like, the driver's side door wall i guess they're more centered something's just a little bit off it can lead to these problems I, but reddick is the most interesting interesting one because he's had it twice now so whatever mm-hmm. change they made after fontana didn't work at vegas so yeah. like back to the drawing board again well, and even eric amarola he was having problems too well yeah you know speaking of you know amarola with the streak real quick somebody else has continued to streak this week as well and it's brad kozlowski getting into people yeah oh my gosh like, i know we were joking about it but like it's getting ridiculous at this it, point like it's getting crazy is four a pattern now like can we can we consider this a pattern because i had people come at me for like it's, it's early in the season i'm like yes i know that's why it's surprising it's him <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. good lord He's going to average like two incidents a race for the whole season. What's the like? I think John Hunter Nemechek a couple of years ago had like he led the series with like twenty five or twenty six incidents yeah, last like year. Nemechek or the way Herbst was for a while, or the way Decker was for a while. Like it, like that's going to be Brad Keselowski this year if he doesn't clean his act up. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember who led the series in incidents last year, but I just know it's usually like in the twenties or so. 
Keselowski's already at like five or six. <laughs> yeah. Three well, races. It's not the only one either. Uh, unfortunately for this guy, it's been less of his own doing. Justin Haley has also had an incident every race. He even had an incident at Las Vegas, I remember. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he hasn't had the best of luck. But, I mean, also poor Ryan Blaney, too. Like, he was just minding his business, and yeah. then all of a sudden, Keselowski just turns or whatever. And Keselowski kept going, and I, I even think in Radioactive, Blaney was like, well, oh, look at him. He gets to continue. Or, no, he said that in his uh, in the, uh, in the uh, post-rec interview. Yeah, he's like, oh, look at him. He gets to <laughs> keep racing, and we're out. <laughs> uh, you know, on the subject of accidents happening in these new cars, how about Daniel Suarez his car he he hit the wall nose first three times but that car didn't hardly do anything it, it didn't look like it had that much damage on it he still got out of it so his race is done you know i'm sure it was worse than it worse on the inside it looked on the outside but these new composite bodies i feel like a, a any other car would just be like smashed a lot harder after hitting the wall three times they yeah, just like they composite just pop back into place they'll like mm-hmm. hit the impact and then right back out like a yeah. spring i don't know it's it, tough. It, it's allowed some cars, I think, to keep racing longer than maybe the previous car would have allowed. They've been yeah. I, so far. The next gen has has passed the test. Like yeah. minor inconveniences here, tire issue, numb issue, whatever. A few little problems here and there, but I, I'd say so far the rollout of the next gen, as far as the on track product is concerned, has been way smoother than I anticipated. I thought yeah. there'd be far more issues at this point than there've been, but there really has will be. Like yeah. I think there's still gonna be like sure. My, my thing is just is just that there's going to be teams that figure this car out. There's going like, to be teams like Hendrick who are just going to pop out ahead. And the, the racing we see now probably will be different than what we see at the end of the year. But that's not probably. a bad thing either. Because the racing in 2014 was way different than 2013. And one season we look back on fondly. The other one, only Eric in here looks back on fondly. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, like, 2013 is generally it's not hated, but it's not, like, loved. Like, if we can have that kind of increase to 2023, cool by me. Completely mm-hmm. fine. I won't, I, I'm cool with that. But I'm just it, – it is. there's going to be pitfalls. There's going to be Texas twice, three times. <laughs> Um, if we got the I, I, I'm subscribing to Darian's idea. I think Texas will surprise us this year. It might. It might. I'm not it saying might. it might. We'll see. Might. I mean, but, but if the Gen 7 does make Texas, uh, Texas look good again, then that'll be a massive. I, I just feel like Las Vegas is the closest thing we have to Texas, and it was pretty damn good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. see what happens after we hit a few other tracks first. There's still more to go. Yeah. Um, on that note, a guy who always knows each week is another race and anything can happen. Kyle Busch always seems to have very uh, a lot of headlines around him when things don't go according to plan. Mm-hmm. So crashed his car in practice, and you know, I, I said I think I was saying this earlier. It was probably a good story for him to go to a backup car, climb his way all the mm-hmm. way from the back, and then go in. Likewise, it's also a good story for Alex Bowman to overcome penalty and also win. So I don't know. What 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 do you the guys? The was a better story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, Kyle Busch. Objectively, yeah, it was. Objectively, Kyle Bush was, was the yeah. more remarkable story from the backup car, which it wasn't even a back. It was like a third string car. It didn't even. It have was with all the spare parts or whatever. Yeah, yeah like, which it wasn't even a real race car. No, as, car. As yeah. Kyle Bush mentioned, yeah, it was the Walmart, Walmart car. So car. sure, it's still a Joe Gibbs prepared car and everything. It was still going to be fast. You put a TRD engine. It was still going to be good, sure. But he had to start at the rear in a third string car. Drove up through the field. He fell back. He had a. Um, he spun out. What mm-hmm. else? What, what else did he have? A pit road penalty at one point? He fell. Well, back well, to the well no, no. So, twice. so he he um he uh, spun out, 
Um, and then he avoided another wreck earlier in the race. And then he had, you know, the issue with Chase Briscoe, a speeding Briscoe. penalty, and speeding. then drove to okay. the front. Mm-hmm. And then he drove to the front, and he was wheeling that thing to try and hold off Martin Truex yeah. Jr. at the end. It, it, yeah. it felt like a Kyle Busch day. I said this on my show. I feel like when you give Kyle Busch, like, a good car, not, like, an amazing race-winning car, but, like, a top-five car, I feel like sometimes he just falls asleep and finishes 12th. You know, he just kind of gives up middle of the day. He's like, yeah, it's not good. Enough. He doesn't really have a chip on his shoulder. He just kind of finishes fine. But when you give him a destroyed car, a killed car, as he says, if something goes wrong, it's like he cranks up to another level. He is like, the, if there's such a thing as like a streaky driver within individual races, it's Kyle Busch. He'll go from, it kind of feels like just giving up on it, just going through the motions to up on the wheel, edge of your seat. Like he, he, it seems like he mentally goes through a, a change from one stage to the next and changes the way he drives, changes his performance. Cause this, this felt like, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Ben Bayshore and the team and everything, but this felt like it was Kyle Busch willing that car in the front. And I was kind of pulling for him to hold off tricks at the end. Cause I thought, well, one, it would be third week in a row where you had teammates battling for the win and it was something close, but I also thought he just earned it. Like the mistake in practice may not have even been his fault. It looked like he might've had a flat tire, just ran over something. So a lot of the issues he ran into over the course of the weekend weren't really his fault, but for him to, nearly overcome all those issues and maybe win the race at his home track, which he hadn't done in like 13 years. I thought that was a remarkable story, even though he ends up finishing what third or fourth, it still was a good story, but, a great story. but like that, that was, he was the driver of the day. I know Bowman gets the win. Doesn't NASCAR still give out like a, a driver of the day kind of award. If they do, yeah, like, I'd give it to Kyle right. Bush, even though he didn't win. Yeah. I, I would say that I would say that like I said before, you know, the caution came out, I was content Bowman finished third. Great great points day. He would have needed that. And I was actually hoping Kyle Bush would win that between him and Truex. But it didn't work that way. Kyle Bush had some probably not the best comments for Alex Bowman on it on his own radio. It wasn't like he said it to Bowman, but then obviously word spread, Bowman finds out about it. They actually did talk to each other on Monday night. I read that today and uh essentially everything's good there. Uh Kyle Busch apologized to Bowman, basically just said, you know, just hated the moment thing, didn't mean anything personal to you about it. Just He just hated to lose. That's all it was. Yeah. He's, He's just funny. a sore loser. <laughs> yeah, he is. That's I what mean, he is. I mean, but, I mean, does he have a point? But Bowman's wins, uh, his first couple wins, he dominated. Or at least, like, I thought his first win at Chicago when he beat Larson in a battle late was club. big. Auto Club, he dominated. I was there. He dominated mm-hmm. that race right before the exactly. pandemic. He earned those 100%. But last year, come on, Pocono was a fluke. I'll give you that one. Richmond, Dover was a Hendrick one, two, three, four. Could have been any of them. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like I think Kyle Busch has stepped over the line for sure. But like Pocono, I saw a stat. I Pocono is the one I'll give you. Yeah, sure. I, I think that one's the, the one given the others are all debatable, but mm-hmm. I, I don't remember where I saw the stat, but it was like, it might've been from Jeff Gluck. Actually. I don't remember who we put the stat out there. But was it, it about was, laps led and stuff? Percentage I'm, of laps led in mm-hmm. race wins. And it was like and, Martin Truex Jr. Led the list. Like when he wins a race, he leads like half the laps, but it was yeah. down around like 20 where you find Alex Bowman. Cause he's led. I think he leads about 13 to 14% of the laps mm-hmm. of races. He wins, which that doesn't tell the whole story. Like Brian Blaney was pretty low on the list, but he's also had races where he's led a ton of laps and just hasn't won. They have the so, same amount of wins, by the way. They do. So it's not doesn't tell the full story, but I, I'm like, you know, I understand Kyle Bush's frustration. He's obviously a sore loser and is just going to vent in the moment. But like, there's been a lot of conversation around it. Like, is Alex Bowman does he does he get a few lucky breaks sometimes? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. You got to put yourself oh, yeah. in yeah. races. I, but like, I, I, I don't I think would, that's debatable. I would rather be lucky and have seven wins 
than always being a top five, but can never close it. Yeah, and I'll I'll, um, I'll remind yeah. the fan base of another Hendrick driver that you know is you know kind of going the same uh, similar you know win path as Alex Bowman. I mean Terry Labonte back in the day, he he wasn't you know the most dominant guy in some of these races too. I mean like during his 1996 championship run, guy only wins two races the entire season, but he's so consistent and wins the championship. Right. So I mean like Alex Bowman's not the first guy at Hendrick to me that you know is like. Oh yeah, you know he doesn't dominate, but he somehow you know gets all these wins. So he's not the first Kevin one. Kevin Harvick. A lot mm -hmm. of his early wins were last lap passes yeah. or that's why you know, really close wins. Hey, hey I'm Bob, not saying he's Harvick. Greg, <laughs> Harvick is towards you know the end of his career. Bowman could be this generation's closer. I mean, maybe it's a case. It. I'm just playing it. devil's advocate. I, I, I mean, I think Bowman's great. The fact that he's yeah. won seven races since getting to Hendrick, like there are some other pretty good drivers who've come through the Hendrick system he, who've not and, had that much success. Yeah, I was so, just about to point out really quick. Um, William Byron and Alex Bowman have identically, you know, they're close to the same amount of Cup Series starts, but Bowman, uh, Byron only has two wins. Alex Bowman has seven, correct? Seven careers? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, and, and that's what I said in my video this week. Because, you know, I, I, I'm again, I'm playing devil's advocate. I was hoping one of us would have a contrarian opinion so we could have a more of a debate on this. But it sounds like we all basically agree. You're not going to get contrary out of me. Obviously, I knew Danny wasn't or wherever Danny <laughs> Danny wasn't. But no, but my, the point is Bowman is a good driver. But the problem is, he, is he's on like the mid-90s bulls. You know, yeah. he's on a team with three other yeah. drivers who were all basically declared future superstars when they were teenagers. So the fact that he has outperformed Bo uh, Byron at least in the wins category since they both got there. I think that's impressive. But, you know, he, he is always going to kind of be the third or fourth guy at Hendrick as long as this is their lineup. And there's no shame in that as long as you're still winning races. There have been, like I said, yeah. other third or fourth guys at Hendrick in the past that haven't won races with any consistency. So I think Bowman's doing his job. I just I, – but, you know, I thought Kyle Busch's comments were funny. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, they were great. I love them. I talked about this last week on the podcast. Uh, you know, obviously the, the, the fight for number one at Hendrick is going to be – Chase and Kyle Larson, but it is kind of interesting how there's now like this little mini battle for for, for third place at Hendrick between Bowman and Byron. And I, right now, I would give it to Bowman. We'll see what Byron does. Bowman's made the playoffs more times than Byron has, and he's he's went deeper into the playoffs actually. He got, I, I think you know, Byron Byron has a lower basement. Like By, Byron has a lower floor and a higher ceiling, whereas like Bowman has has a much higher floor than Byron does. But I don't see him being the type who's going to, like, I don't see Alex Bowman into his 30s going out there and winning, you know, consistently, like, four to seven or eight wins a year kind of thing. Like, I don't see him being, like, a Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson type, where I could see that from William Byron one day. Yeah, and like, you also have to remember, too, I mean, Alex Bowman came from, you know, driving for BK Racing, exactly. Tommy Baldwin yeah. Racing, and then over at freaking Tommy Baldwin Racing, he gets fired, and he finds out about it on Twitter, you know, so if, his story, I mean, it's, if, it's really awesome. If he can keep getting one or two race win seasons a year, I think that's pretty good. If he can get him, you know, consistently three and four, like, you know, four wins like last year, I'd, I'd take that's that. That's great. As, as a fan I mean, of that, I'd take that. That'll get you in the Hall of Fame one day if he keeps doing that. Like, yeah, like I just mean, saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, to put it in perspective, he's at seven wins now in his career, 
And think about our guys who we have a lot of respect for. Clint Boyer, I think he only got 10 wins. So he's like three three away from Clint Boyer status right now. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Bowman now has more wins than Casey Kane had during his Hendrick time. During his run at Hendrick, Bowman does have more wins than Casey Kane. And that's another thing. There is a lot of guys who I felt like their time was definitely underrated with Hendrick. And, you know, we've seen guys come in and have, you know, okay, let's think – Dale Earnhardt Jr. How many wins did he have totaled there, Jarrett? Nine. Okay, so only, wow. only two away from Dale Jr. at Hendrick now. Knocking on the door. <laughs> and, you know, Jr. had that run from 14 to 15, where I think he probably got, what, like seven wins in that time period? He got uh, seven. Seven, including two duels and, I believe, one other. Like, so, seven. and granted, Jr.'s on a different point in his career at that point, but he's went four years in a row for a win, and i got to give that to him. No, take away me – Liking as a fan, that's pretty impressive for anyone. I mean, oh, yeah. the distance between Chase Elliott and Bowman is almost almost the same as the distance between Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. Yeah, and, <laughs> and well, here I'll give a little bit of a hot take too. Perhaps if Bowman can be consistent enough this season, is there a possibility that he could maybe be that number two guy this no. year, just for this year, maybe? No. I don't know. Too early to tell. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, we'll see yeah, what happens sorry, later like, this season. I don't. I, <laughs> Bowman has the unfortunate, like we talked about before, the unfortunate circumstance of being on a team that has arguably four top ten drivers, yeah. like yeah. easily two top, like two top five drivers, mm-hmm. like, like if 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 Alex Bowman performs like this at RFK, everyone is singing his praises. Mm-hmm. If he performs like this at Trackhouse, everyone is saying how great Alex Bowman is. He does this as a teammate to Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, and he's like. Well, yeah, you're supposed to do that. You're at <laughs> like, it, it is it is unfair to him, especially like like we talked about where he came from. Like, I do I I feel bad for him because it's like everyone hypes up Blaney, and don't get me wrong, Blaney on average performs better, but they have the same amount of wins. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. if Bowman if Bowman goes eleven more years in his career, let's say, and he just he averages, not, doesn't he has to win one a year, but he averages one a year. He goes up and he ties Casey Kane, Ryan Newman, Neil Bonnet, and Jeff Bodine. Like that's pretty good. Not company. a bad list. Yeah. That's good company. Yeah. Sneak a Daytona 500 win or something in there, and yeah, you, that you got a legacy at that. He's point. He's right up there with guys. You know, he'd be there with guys like Buddy Baker and Greg Biffle. Like they're not a bad company to be in. No matter what happens for him, there will always be, weirdly enough, some haters for him. Mainly just because when he does win, he strangely enough beats really popular people for some reason so I or, think or he's he... kyle larson three times now yeah <laughs> he's better confirmed <laughs> just kidding uh but hey that's enough of the bowman talk here let's talk about some things that did happen here though uh the eric jones and bubba wreck that started off all that uh, what what was your all's thoughts on that and uh, first of all i was i felt like, I like ooh, good good job bubba to stay away from that it's like ooh, bubba Bubba hit the wall. And now I realized when they showed the replay, I was like, oh, Bubba about hit a pace car. That was about bad. Good oh, reflexes, yeah. whoever's in the pace car. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. NASCAR, way too long to throw the yellow, obviously. Like, I, I watched the replay again today. Jones hits that wall pretty darn hard. The whole right front was fender not was saving basically that. destroyed. Mm-hmm. The tires weren't even – the tires were – like, he couldn't even, he couldn't drive. It couldn't even hit the brakes at that point. He was just along for the ride. And it took them until he was, like, at the start-finish line, finally coasting for them to finally throw the L. And at that point, I'm sure Bubba had had checked up a little, but race was green. You're still racing. There's 
four laps to go or whatever it was. You yeah. got to keep going. He was looking at maybe a top 10 or a top 15. Yeah. He was running and, in the top 10. Yeah, he had, he had a good run. So, yeah, he's, that wasn't his fault that he got wrecked. I, I tweeted kind of strong afterwards that NASCAR wrecked his car for him. Not exactly, obviously. Like, obviously, the driver's in control of the car, but by NASCAR not throwing the yellow until the last possible second, they put Bubba Wallace in a real vulnerable position. So that was, I can't put that one on, on the driver, really. Yeah, I'm not going to put it on him neither. I mean, and also you look at these first three races too. I mean, Bubba Wallace has had like something happen to him. I mean, obviously, you know, get second in the 500. But, you know, if he, it, um, um, if he doesn't lose, you know, that, you know, piece of his car, maybe he finds a little extra to maybe win it. Maybe, I don't know. But then you go to Fontana. He just got inside the top 10. And then all of a sudden him and Kislowski make contact. And then for Vegas, too, he had a top 10 run, was looking to get, um, uh, to finish at least inside the top 15. And then, yeah, NASCAR just doesn't, you know, throw the caution and tie there. So. I mean, <laughs> I, I got crap for this before the season. But for the three races run so far, granted, very early, different tracks, but he, speed wise, he's run better than Kurt Busch a lot of the time. Yeah, yep. he's he's up there. You know, I mean, I don't, you know, granted, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to be a playoff guy this year quite yet, but I, you It'll know, it is, yeah, it is encouraging to see him though that, you know, at, you know, at times early on in the season that he is able to run up front like that, you know, as, not as on pit strategy, as, straight up. As bad as I do feel for him, I feel, I'm sorry, I feel worse for Eric Jones. Like, it seems like every time he's up front, it's either like, you know, something happens or a caution in the wrong time or restart wrong lane, whatever. Like, Grant, that's his own choice now. Um, But it's like Eric Jones this year has been sort of that, like everyone talks about Tyler Reddick and how fast he's been and like the surprise breakout driver. And he's done great, don't get me wrong. But it's like Eric Jones in a petty car doing this it should get more recognition and i think he should have he's should have gotten better finishes pretty much in every race than he did get like yeah i just i feel yeah, no, bad I, for him i felt bad i mean you can only feel so bad he did make a mistake it looked like he just overdrove it there with oh yeah two or three laps to go and probably should i think he was running eighth or ninth probably should have just settled for good enough like good top 10 that's great great day um he was top five at fontana wasn't he didn't he finish mm-hmm. top five there Yep. Yeah, he wrecked, he wrecked at Daytona late, but yeah, I'm with you. Eric Jones has been impressive with every race so far this year, even including the clash. There've been at least one or two of those like other Chevy drivers that have stood out. Wow. Reddick every race, of course, with RCR, but like Jones has done it a couple of times. Suarez, Chastain this yeah, past Yeah, I was week. just about to bring up, dude. Not Justin Haley's running the yeah. top 10 until he always gets wrecked. <laughs> but obviously, you know, out of all the other uh, out of all the other Chevy drivers, Ross Chastain was, you know, in fact the best. I mean, like he was up there leading multiple laps at Las Vegas. And then, you know, Fox team interviewing Justin Marks while he was leading and stuff. He seemed very happy about it, you know, considering that, you know, the other car, Daniel Suarez, um, DNF, um, early on in the race but yeah Ross Chastain definitely showed me a lot this weekend too you know like for Fontana I was a little worried and stuff because yeah you know he wrecked and stuff like that you know he's just trying to figure out this next gen car gen 7 and then all of a sudden coming to Vegas and stuff they have a, a ton of speed you know you know after unloading and stuff and then he's able to lead a bunch of laps on a mile and a half too perhaps he might get a win this year I'd but say he get a, might get a win should we really be too surprised at Chastain though considering the Las Vegas where he got his first Xfinity win and you know this was probably one of the first times he was you know Chip Ganassi was closing down they weren't going to put out the top notch stuff 
But now I feel like Trackhouse is giving him his best opportunity to really succeed in the Cup Series. Oh, yeah, and then they even said on the broadcast, like, that whole one team, that's the 42 team. So it's the same team they had at Chip Ganassi, too. So there's already that chemistry there and stuff. I wouldn't say, like, yeah, like, you know, like, you know, was I surprised to see him run up front? No, but was I surprised to see him lead the race as long as he did? And pull yes. away. Yeah, yeah, and he was pulling away, too, from, you know, Larson. And, then you know, Larson was even trying to chase him down. He almost wrecks himself and Chastain there, too. So, you know, again, this next-gen car is showing off, you know, driver's true talent and a, and a ton of parity early on, and Chastain's uh, benefiting from that. Well, so, and as, as, Irvin, as Irvin Alvarado says in the chat, he also had the power of Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he, he, was, he was repping Tennessee. He had, uh, he had like, the, what, the, the ACM Awards. I think that's here in Nashville. He had Tootsies on the back. Yeah, he had Tootsies, Dolly Parton. Yeah. He, I should have been rooting for him, but, you know. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah but it, i I'm, i've been pleasantly surprised by these guys just sort of every week it's like sort of like you just have a little lottery and then you know a few of them are like really good other ones sort of peak during the race yeah. i i like i i like that comers and goers is actually something we can talk about and not just talk about in the sense of like Oh, pit strategy or fuel mileage or whatever. Yeah, like actual racing. It's finally good to see actual racing in the Cup Series again. And I remember one of them was like, I had somebody reply to me on Twitter, like, "What are you talking about? Like, they've been racing like, and and, and it's like, you know what I mean? You know, the whole package deal and stuff. They can finally have some input. These drivers can. They can finally make a difference in their setups and in their cars, <laughs> rather than just you know relying on like some crazy pit strategy to get them up front." You know? and, and the drivers are ripping of the drivers are oh throwing christopher bell too. after he got the pole he's like oh yeah I never he's like this is way better than qualifying in the 550 you know i'm like oh yeah that's right you know he really hasn't had a chance to to, um, to really showcase his talents in qualifying mm-hmm. too and then of course last year you know there was barely any qualifying at all so well, that's good yeah. but yeah i I don't know. <laughs> we've I, I, we've I, been I, talking for forty minutes on this. I think we yeah, we got we, we, we have anything else. We enjoyed this race. Why don't we talk about how others enjoyed this race? Sure. Oh, oh yes, that's right. The pole, the famous iceberg pole. No, the ratings, the famous oh, ratings. God. Well, I didn't. Even, hold on. <laughs> oh my! Ratings are just how many people watched it. But yeah, how many people did watch? It? <laughs> yeah, how many, how many watched, Danny? We, How many we had 4.5 million viewers, which gave it a 2.71 rating, which is up 8.4% from race three of 2021, and is up 7% in viewership from race three of 2021. It was yeah. the most watched sporting event of the weekend, which was big considering that it was uh, also going up against that weekend, uh, the coach of Duke's last uh, game coaching there at Duke, which yep. uh, Coach uh, how do we say his last name? Coach K. Coach K. Yeah, just Coach K. That's how they call it. <laughs> Watch one Duke game he's ever coached. I don't know. <laughs> the tickets for that game were going for like the cheapest seats were like in the thousands. Oh yeah, no, I, I can't there pay that for college average. basketball. I'm sorry. Dude, imagine yeah, being like, like oh man. Everyone's gonna be talking about this game. It's like the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'll drop and they 6, lost 000. too. That's the and they, they lost, lost bad. And, and less people watched that game on TV than watched a NASCAR race. How do you yeah. feel about your investment now? God, you gotta feel and silly. You would never hear about that on Sports Center. That's oh like, no, that's oh no. Part. NASCAR it would is make... doing this pretty much independent of the normal sports market. I saw yeah. someone on Twitter this week say that you would have thought with all the press that was talking about this game, it would not have been lower than NASCAR, but it was. Oh. It was by a wide margin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. now 
Now, can we do it? Okay. So now let's move on to the segment on the podcast called The Poll, the famous iceberg poll. Okay, I did it right that time. I love, I love what Isaac said in the chat, the Darians are DW. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this week we got 16.1 thousand votes, pretty close to uh, to the old records that we have. Uh, 49% of you said this is a great race. 38% said good. This means that 87% of you were in a net positive. 9% of you said it was an average race, and 2% apiece said it was below average or bad, meaning 4% net negative. Uh, as for comments, uh, we have a, we have a lot. Uh, so I, I have some pulled up right here. Uh, news guy had the top voted one, or at least like the, the, the number one on here, uh, said incredible race, another crazy finish. I would have loved Ross Chastain to win, but an awesome race. Nonetheless, uh, DMR says, uh, I had so much joy watching this race. Every single lane worked. The return of off-throttle racing at one and a half milers, it was just fantastic. Amazing finish as well. I swear I'm not trying to just find the positive ones. I want to find some of the negative ones. Um, Luck. Nobody of consequence says, uh, can we all agree that the next-gen era is producing some of the best racing we've seen in a decade or more? Uh, arguable uh, so far yeah yeah so, so far. far i mean we're only three races i hesitate in, to make any like huge yeah. you know statements it's so like that, early but... in the season so yeah i'm just gonna yeah. wait it out uh let's see more more good stuff uh one thing I, that we didn't talk about a little bit and then this comment's a little longer so i created the whole thing but it's more about the rear diffuser when they crash like mm-hmm. man that hit thing hits the grass wrong like that's tearing it up. That's tearing the back of the car up like a splitter. Oh like, yeah. Did um shoot? Did Reddick spin out this week? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, he yes. did. And they were saying like, oh, that might have dug into the grass. He came back and finished seventh, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ky- yes. Kyle Busch spun out. And I remember they were talking about when he transitioned from the banking onto the apron. Hit the diffuser. Like, oh, like yeah. might have hit the diffuser. He finished fourth. So I don't know. Like yeah, I agree that there's the chance that it could be damaged and it could do have serious aero effects and kill the handling of a car, but. I don't know. The couple times TV mentioned it, it didn't seem to have much of a factor. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's possible. Certainly something to watch, but I think it's passed the test so far. This is from a very loyal viewer of ours since season one. Danny B talks says very much biased here, but obviously love the winner. <laughs> wow. Uh, this but, guy sounds great, <laughs> <laughs> but the racing was really good overall. Lots of parody in the front. Good racing uh, with a lot of passing. Uh, Danny, do I have to read the whole thing? Because I'm pretty sure this was like in the beginning when we were talking about this race. <laughs> Other than I, I came I, in. I, I didn't think you was even going to read it, so I'm just surprised. I, I, <laughs> I saw it and I was like, I got it. Um, Riot Drive says, the best mile and a half race I've ever seen since I started watching NASCAR. Um, oh, oh yeah. That's well, right. Cause some, when did you start watching? <laughs> I, I think during the 550 package. Like, damn, that's right. Because some of y'all yeah, are young. You can see also yeah. started recently watching it. Damn, that's uh, right. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to go down to the lowest voted comment just to see if we can find some kind of... But damn, feedback. that's just crazy. Yeah, I just realized that. Like, some of the fan base, you know, who watch our show have never seen off-throttle racing in their own you know, before <laughs> this year. It's crazy. I'd be like, man, like there are people who weren't even born in 2018 who are who only seen, <laughs> only ever seen this. They've only ever seen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Some of these ones are what? great at the bottom, man. Okay, I'm not gonna read like the bad political ones, but I'll read some of these. <laughs> Mr. Mr. How do you get political of this race? 
I, I don't know. I but don't Mr. Know. Mongoose says when Kyle Busch loses, America wins. <laughs> oh, that's political, all right. <laughs> Jacrispy says Mickey Bowman. <laughs> Andrew Winslow says too many cautions. Uh, Alex Lane says Larson checked up. He let Bowman win. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, he, he let him. I'm bored of winning. <laughs> he let him win. He was like, oh, shoot, I got dinner tonight. I can't be taking photos in victory lane. That's, <laughs> that's funny, though. You got parts of the fan base who really, they, they generally believe that drivers just give up wins to, to Imagine others. if someone was got to the point where they were so good that they, like, said, you know, I think I can lose this race. I got somewhere to be. I got yeah. to do. I'm, not, I'm, not, tomorrow. I'm just not that's in the mood for it. Used. Like Marty Robbins back when he raced, because he was a, he was a former uh, musician too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd be racing, and then he'd be like, you know, he'd pull off racing. the track. No, the race would go too long. And he's like, I got a concert tonight, so he yep. just pull off the track. <laughs> like, cause he just raced for fun, so he'd pull off. He's the having track. having a top ten run, top five. Run. They, yeah, I, I hope they at least had a backup driver ready, cause that sucks for the team. I, th- I, th- I think it was his think team. So, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it was his team. I mean, oh, okay. Car, he worked on it. Well, that, that was, we get paid. Yeah, as, as long as the check clears, I'm fine. Yeah. They doubled like, as, I, I, his I, crew. I, doubled as the the bouncers and security at his concerts. The, 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 the crew was the backup singers. Seventies. So like this is pretty probably pretty like not I won't say normal, but this is like in line with NASCAR back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the lowest one was from. Mark Berkmeyer, who says NASCAR sucks these days. They went in the total wrong direction. Um, let's see. Um, we have a few people didn't watch. Um, oh let's God. see. I'm like looking for the... Okay, so we had like a 6 out of 10, way too many cautions. I can, I can get that. Uh, yeah. Wade says all good except for that commentator. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about What's Danica. So wasn't as, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Larry Danica. Mac? Probably Danica. Well, uh, c- c- come on, guys. We get her for one more week. Can she please dial up Ricky Stenhouse from the booth? Yeah, just dial um, up one time. Yeah, especially at home this week. Uh, Bull oh, yeah. It says Bowman is quite annoying. Uh, I don't know the. I've never seen Cars two all the way through or actually paid attention to know this. But if you guys have, Travis says uh, the forty three became Finn from Cars two. I don't know that reference. Uh, Finn Finn from Finn Cars missile. two. Is that the spy car? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think. Oh, wow. I, well, I don't know. Maybe I think um, it exploded or something. I think. I don't. I don't I think, does he die I, in that movie? Does Finn McMissile die I in Cars Two? I about died reading this comment from Jonathan. He says Emmett Smith is getting scammed. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk about more about we'll that. We'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, we'll let's, save let's, that. Let, let's get to the first comment and. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Y'all want to vote real quick before we find it? Is it positive or negative? Negative. These have gotten kind of negative towards the end. I think they're going to be negative. Negative. Salty Cobbush fan. I actively looked for it. Salty Cobbush fan, negative. It's from Denny Delivers. No. Oh, no. It could could be. I don't know. There we go. I don't know how to say this, so I'm going to go to the other one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't understand the teenagers' memes now. I'm old, people. No. Uh, so let's go to Tank Slapper and said, "I'm sorry, Danny Delivers." Like I read your was Tank every- Slapper the one last week? I, I think I it was. Think so. he, yeah, or he was. Um, Tank, Tank the, Slapper is definitely a name I have heard before. Yeah. So do we want to do, do we want to do the third one, which is a name Thomas Franco that we normally don't hear, or do we want to go to sure. Tank? Sure. Why not? Okay, let's just so- rate them all at this point. Come on. Yeah. Thomas Franco, uh, do we do we think this is positive or negative? Negative. Negative. It's still negative. Negative. Sure. Time to bulldoze Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Fire them bulldozers up. 
Negative. That's all right. right. All right. All right. We've we've we've. I think we've had enough of the uh, the craziness for one week. That was the poll. Thank you all for voting. Mm-hmm. We'll put it out every week on my channel after every race. Uh, let's goal for the year. Let's try and get us to twenty thousand votes in one and, week. And 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 a new goal for me is not to say it prematurely. <laughs> that was the first miss. That was my first mishap this year. First uh, miss. Kick. All right. We ran for the cup race. Congrats, Bowman, the 48 team. Let's run for these next two races a little bit quicker because we're starting to get to the point where we need to move on a little bit. Xfinity race. 16 cars have to start this race from the back because of the weird scenario that NASCAR got themselves in where basically it was saying, like, if you crash that auto club, you got to go to the back because you're going to a backup car, essentially. I don't know. Uh, what, what did you guys think of this? Uh, who overcame the best from this? A lot of drivers had to go to the rear because they made them run the same car back-to-back races. A lot of them just opted to go to backups. They just said, screw it. I, I can't remember who it was after the race who was like, yeah, we had to start at the rear, but because there were so many cars at the rear, we basically started 20th. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like, it wasn't that big a deal. So I, I think it kind of became a non-story after a while. The real story, though, and I feel like we should just start with this, is Ty Gibbs obviously goes on to win the race, but he pisses off Ryan Seag oh, in the process. Yeah, so th- that, yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, it's, um, I was feeling bad for Ryan Seag at first, but then as soon as they get back to racing and stuff after, you know, the whole snow delay and stuff, like, which that was crazy. The way he was trying to pay him back, though, I didn't like it. Like, yeah, I, you know, I get, you know, running beside him and stuff and be like, hey, I didn't like that. But he drives him all the way up the track coming off of turn four and then not only spins himself out, but then damages the two and somebody else in the in, um, uh, behind him. So that I didn't like. I was like, eh, like there was a different sure, way you could have done that. blame him for like, just See, like, let's be real. Ryan Sieg probably is not normally going out there, especially as a lower funded driver and going to gun out for someone like, yeah, I don't blame him. Like you, you go out there with this guy, which I like. Ty Gibbs. I've said over and over, I like Ty. Gibbs. I like both of them. But, but Ty Gibbs can be a weapon, mm. and he was a, he was a he drives like an asshole then. sometimes. He, he still oh, has he a totally lot to does. learn. Yeah, and I mean Ryan Seag even like called him out in his interview. He was like, "Dude, like you have the best car here. Like why are you doing this on lap four? Like yeah, I get all that and stuff, but." If you're he, gonna pay back somebody, don't wreck yourself in the process. He's got the best car there, but. Let's not deny he he's a talented race car driver too. He's very talented. He is. He's just impatient. See, I almost felt I'm kind of the opposite of you, Darian. I almost felt more bad for Ryan Sieg after he failed at his payback because I was like, oh, now he's embarrassing. Well, it's just too. the only part I didn't like about that was because yeah, he like, damaged other cars. Yeah, exactly. I, I That's agree. the only I agree. part. I didn't but yeah, I, I completely understood his frustration. It's lap four. Ty Gibbs does have the best car in the field. Ryan Sieg's a small team, and he got a little loose, but then Ty Gibbs just drove right under Impactor. He knew what he was doing. He was intentionally trying to get Sieg unstable mm-hmm. and early in the race tracks unpredictable he spins out that's completely on ty gibbs ty gibbs you know, he's a very talented race car driver but he also has the privilege of having way more resources behind him than especially ryan sieg does and most yeah. other drivers in the xfinity series do so yeah. with great power comes great responsibility let's go full spider-man ty gibbs has the best car in the field everyone knows it it is the best car it's probably better than every other joe gibbs car too it's the best car in the field you got to drive with patience. You can't get in over your head, especially not that you're now full time. You're racing these guys every single week. You start to earn a reputation. You're going to get junked at some point. Like people are going to race you differently. They're going to make your life harder. It's going to be more of a struggle. He's still going to win a lot of races because his car is just that much better, but reputation is going to die. It doesn't take much to hurt your reputation with the competition, but also doesn't take much to hurt your reputation with the fans. People yeah, still yeah. don't forgive Kyle Busch for things he did in 2008, 2010, 2011. Yeah. 
So I'm just saying it doesn't take much. If he's only 19 years old, he's grown up in the public eye, but if he starts ruffling feathers on a consistent basis, he's never going to be able to shake that well, reputation. I'm, He'll just be Kyle Bush 2.0. He's, he's religious 2004 Kyle Bush. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he is. I'll add this point really quick and then we can move on to somebody else. I think this is a part of the whole learning process and also also um, a part of a huge adjustment uh, uh period for him because again you know going from part-time to full-time you know major difference you know racing in every single race and stuff too so it's not like you know hey i'm just gonna pick this track that track you know try and win there and stuff now he's got to race the tracks that he's never raced at before too and also it's like you know you're not gonna have like like yeah he does have the best car in the field on a uh, week-to-week basis but you know in some of these races he's not going to be you know running you know in the lead every single race Mm -hmm. you know you might have a race where it's like oh the best you know i can get is like you know top five you know or like you know a top 10 finish so he's got to learn to to dial the the aggressiveness back but he has a bright future still yeah um i gotta say this this did not feel like a typical ty gibbs window Oh no! He was no aggressive. He he did not dominate this. It was no. It was it was junior motorsports cars. It was Justin Allgaier, Mm -hmm. Noah Gregson, Josh Berry. You had a chance for a little bit of Sam and Sam Sam Sam, 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 Sam Mayer always has bad luck whenever he's doing good. So I I, yeah. I I, I didn't I didn't trust it. I didn't didn't think it was going to work out good for him. But you know, this felt like a junior motorsports day, and I guess you can compare this to Kyle Larson's win at Auto Club. It didn't feel like a Kyle Larson day, but Larson won it just like this. It did not feel like a Ty Gibbs day, but Ty Gibbs won it. Yeah. I mean, Noah Gregson, man, he's 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 impressed me, like, a lot so far in these first three races. I mean, I was a little iffy. I was like, well, yeah, you know, he's ran good and, you know, great sometimes in the past, but let's see if he can keep, you know, um, these great runs on a consistent basis. Three races in, I mean, Vegas, his home track, he was dominating the whole thing, and, you know, he would – you know, there were some times, too, where, you know, he was put in a hole because, you know, of like, you know, pit road mishaps and stuff. And he was able to methodically drive his way all the way back to the front, you know, but it was just, you know, unfortunately a bad case, you know, where, you know, the final restart didn't get, you know, the right jump ends up finishing second. But still, I, I think him and Ty Gibbs are going to be competing for a lot of wins this year. I agree. Let's go ahead, Jared. Well, I, I just the thing with Noah is like this is a continuation of last year bleeding over into 2022 like last year remember like and I, I think i brought this up either last week or the week before we were talking about noah gregson is struggling oh can he continue on at jrm and he turned it on in the last i'd say eight to ten weeks and it he's basically just continued doing that this year he's led tons of laps he's been up front every week uh, i i w- what I'm interested in is that first short track duel because you know there's going to be at least one between Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson where those two don't have to worry about really damaging their cars too much and just go for broke at each other. I'm going to mm. love that. I'm going to love it. I just love what we've seen from Gregson. Like you said, Jared, he started this year off strong. I just was double checking his stats. He's led laps in every race this year. He's finished top three in all three races this year. Like that's that's pretty great stuff. I want to see a big improvement from him. But I want to talk about some some stuff a little deeper in the field. I felt really bad for Ryan Vargas. I saw yeah. his tweets and stuff afterwards. I know he's just oh. out there trying to finish on the lead lap. He's just trying out there to be out there and learn and bring that car home clean. And I know we had a commenter mentioned earlier. I think we even have a super chat mention it. Uh, Jesse Awuji, um just got Man. loose. Just, just. Did- Mm. Well, it's inexcusable because, you know, it's one thing to get loose, you know, battling for position, okay? You're going full speed. I get all that. But Jesse Awuji has been consistently off the pace in these first three races. Like, how is a car that slow getting that loose 
in front of, you know, other guys, you know, in the midfield and stuff too. And unfortunately too, this is like the worst case scenario because yeah, you know, Ryan Vargas, you know, he's a mid pack driver and stuff, but he has a massive following on social media too. So when he was involved in that, right, I was like, Oh yeah, everybody's going to come at Jesse Wudu. But then also too, what was new, I have never seen Ryan Vargas get this met, you know, get this animated after a wreck before too, or even after a race, you know, and, and I've seen him, you know, personally race in, in, uh, in uh, late models in California and all that stuff. He was like throwing his Hans device and stuff too. And he was like, even looking at the replay, he was like, Oh, that he just lost it. There you go too. So that also had some uh, to do with it. The consensus that I'm getting across the garage is that there is a universal kind of agree agreement that most people in NASCAR don't agree that Jesse Wuji is ready to be in the position that he is in. And I, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but it, it kind of become apparent during those iRacing events where he somehow beat out so many people Winner. in popularity with fans that there seems to be some kind of push to make him something that he's, he's just not. And I don't want to say this in a bad and make it sound bad or anything, but he's, he's not going to be on the same level as your Bubba Wallace. You know, I, I, he's not going to, he's not going to be that. Yes. That is a great story for an African-American soldier veteran to make it in NASCAR, but he's, he's just not going to right now. He's not, yeah. he has not proven up to this point. I mean, like, look at his track record in trucks and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've even had him was, on the show, it, too. Yeah. Was it Charlotte, I want to say, in either 2020 or 2021? I think it was 2020, where it was, like, he was getting lapped on, like, lap nine, and people were, were like, on the radio talking about how slow he was. Like, yeah. nice guy. Like, like. Yeah, yeah, great story. Place yeah. for him because like he was the first driver I ever interviewed. And that was yeah. a cool experience. It was on this show season person. one. Yeah, I remember that too. He seems like yeah. an awesome dude. But again, it's like look nice at his track record. Yeah, exactly. Off of and that they, alone, and it's just they made a big deal about him having a Hendrick engine. I think for the whole season, and it's like, oh, it's not just not going to fix it. I mean, it's, not you might not want to say that with these kind of results. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it makes me think, like, damn, like. What did he have to say? Like, like, how did he get Emmett Smith involved in this whole? It's, deal? It is, it's the story. I think that yeah, the idea. I think the story. He's a, is he Air Force Marine? I forget what he is now. He's uh, military. I, I don't know. He's, he's military. That's all. I'm wanting to Plus, say Marine, but I might be no. wrong. I don't think he's a Marine. I think it's oh, like. I, I, no, it's I, the na- is it the Navy? Navy, 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 Navy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he was in the Navy hall last night. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a great story. Like that's why, that's how they sold it. Is yeah, and he, he played football. He played football there at the Naval Academy too and stuff. Yeah, it's a good story, but. And what yeah. other sport is like a 30 something, you know, year old, you know, person like who shouldn't be there, you know, all of a sudden, like he's, you know, in like one of the, um, in, in one of the top three series of NASCAR full time, you know what I mean? It just doesn't happen anywhere else except in racing, of course, you know? And actually Beast makes a good point. Jesse is from the Dallas area, which you yeah. know, Smith obviously. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So that's another thing. That, that explains yeah. a lot. So uh, there's a lot of connections there, but okay. it's who you know in NASCAR. I, I, I did I did want to say one thing here, and I, I might be wrong in a step, but I don't think I am because I, I I did research on this for a video a couple of years ago, and you know I don't think any, I don't think anything has happened since then. When Raja Karouf makes his debut in an NASCAR Xfinity Series this year, because uh, Jesse Wuji is running a full time season, when those two compete in the same race, as long as nothing else has happened, I'm not aware of. This will be the first time since Portland 2000 
where two African-American racers have been in the same race in the top three series, the last two being uh, Bill, Bill, Lester. Lester, Bill Lester and Bobby <laughs> Norfleet. That's, that's if Jesse, like, because aren't they starting on this year's owner's points for qualifying now? That's if Jesse makes the field. Oh no! Oh. I'm, I'm not trying to be. A I mean, it's just them. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. It's we, fair. We've got a lot of Xfinity cars coming at these yeah. races. So. Yeah, now, there's a high car count this year, and owners' points don't go into Jesse's favor. Exactly. So look, I look. I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the season. Hopefully, Jesse can improve some, but right now it's not looking good. But Whoa. another driver too, who was also causing problems, Joe Graff Jr. The week after the 07 wins, then all of a sudden, like there was two incidents. Uh, the first incident, him in the 92 of Kyle. Weatherman apparently got together. Weatherman on the radio. Um, well, it sounded like Weatherman's spotter was like, yeah, that 07, blah, blah, blah. I'm not shocked, all that. But then the second incident, when he got loose on the um, uh, coming off of turn two, um, getting loose on the straightaway and bumping into Matt Mills. And then Matt Mills, wham, right in the inside wall there, too. So, I mean, Jesse Wooty had his problems and stuff, but he wasn't the, you know, the only weapon out there. It was, there were a couple Xfinity series just full of weapons and two guys who can be weapons at times. They doled it out for the win in the end of it. See, I want to say something right now. Like I know there's a lot of talk about the restart at the end, but I believe when Ty Gibbs went, they were actually outside of the restart zone. So they're like, according to NASCAR's rules, if the leader goes and gets beat to the line, even when he goes in the restart zone and isn't, you know, Ty Gibbs didn't go, when he was in it, he went after. I personally don't see anything wrong with it. Nah, like, me, me neither. I don't see like wrong. I know people. I, I I think if this was Justin Allgaier winning this way, nobody really would make a big deal out of it. Yeah. I, I think it's because it was Ty Gibbs, um, and Noah Gregson is a popular driver to beat. Um, but I don't I don't think he broke any rules. Nobody really talked that much about it. And no. I don't I don't see Fox and NASCAR having a fix being in for Ty Gibbs to win like that. I, like, yeah. I wonder I if Fox will burger. I wonder if Fox will maybe well, I wonder if Fox will turn it into something. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe uh, they'll animate uh Ty Gibbs as, as Flash from the Incredibles. That's his profile pick too now. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like M- that. Moving on to the truck series. What did you guys think of the truck series? It's kind of just typical trucks, Las Vegas. I mean, Las Vegas has well, always been not, a good track for not, the truck series. Not that typical. We all picked Kyle Busch, and honestly... Hey, Chandler true. Smith, yeah. hey. Yeah, he got second. I mean, but hey, props to Chandler Smith, man. I mean, like, he's he's doing good, you know, to start off 2022. Um, you know, I made a video about him, like, way, way back in 2018 when he was just uh, just uh, mostly racing late models. And he uh, made some um, some select Arca series starts. Um, and he's he's been somebody I've had my eye on for quite some time, and he's really showing out this year, too. So I feel like him and that team, they'll get multiple wins. And also, Kyle Busch Motorsports, man, they're officially back in the truck series. I mean, in qualifying, they were all one, two, three. So mm-hmm. they, they have the right drivers, and they have, you know, a ton of speed with them. They had again. they had that bad run with, you know, drivers that weren't up to their standards for a little bit. But now I think they've got a lineup that they can depend on to, to win when Kyle isn't in, a, in the seat. And that's what Kyle yeah. wants to see more. He wants to see guys that can do what he does in the same equipment. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And then also there was that one incident too. Well, well, somebody, there was a little clickbaity video that said Kyle Busch spun Christian Eckitz, but Eckitz, like he blocked him, bro. Like Kyle Busch was clearly there. They were battling yeah. the lead. He shouldn't have blocked him any further. Like Kyle Busch, like what, like what is he supposed to do? Just let off the throttle and stuff? Like, no, he's going to keep racing. So that wasn't uh, Kyle Busch's fault. Speaking of keeping racing, NASCAR kept the racing, even though Spencer Boyd was sitting in the, Inside on backstretch and Ugh. dislocated his shoulder. That was not good. This yeah, could be the... the truck series worst call. They've had a lot of bad calls. Like I will I say, Charlotte. I, yeah, that that Charlotte incident. I remember at Dirt Bristol, there was a car slow as could be, way off the pace, and ultimately Kyle Larson hit him. Uh, they've had a lot of bad calls over the last few seasons. This was probably their worst. And they said they took ownership. They said, "Yeah, we can't do that. We take the blame for that one." And they're going to take measures to make sure it doesn't happen again i just think you know maybe they don't have people positioned in the right spots to see the whole track but i think more than anything it's just a lack of resources if i had to guess i just think you know, we, we've we've talked about it on this show before like truck races sometimes clean up takes way longer after a caution than we feel like it should there's like it takes longer for the the AM, amr team to get to the driver it, i just feel like they for cup races it's all hands on deck they've got everybody ready track needs to be dry they have track dryers from all across the country there you know trucks and maybe to an extent xfinity it's more of a skeleton crew and i think quite honestly they just didn't have a person in a, they had only a few officials maybe stationed around they didn't have somebody or they didn't have a camera spotted on that on that section they didn't have enough people to see it so i i just think they they need to invest in in the resources to make sure that at a big fast track like this you can see every nook and cranny because that, that was a blatant one he's sitting there in a junked truck for almost two full laps before they threw a caution for a different incident. You know, yeah. Just like that, that obviously cannot happen. And it made it look bad because, you know, they threw a caution for another incident. They threw a caution for, what was it, John Hunter Nemechek? Is that who was involved in that? I mean, it was a big name. It made it seem like he didn't matter, but then Nemechek mattered. This is more visible, I imagine. But, yeah, it, it was. It certainly, it certainly kind of added insult to injury. Boyd was probably running near the back. They weren't paying attention to him. There obviously wasn't a camera on him, like locked on him. So he spins. It's just, you know, oh, well. Maybe they if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around, like, did it actually <laughs> happen? You know, like, it, it, yeah. it's not unacceptable. But it, that, like I said, kind of adds insult to injury. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it's just it's too often it, it's too yeah. often anymore and i know that was a big problem overall last year but it's like it, if we're already having these issues this early like i i mean there's nothing really else to say they, they get needing to clean it up it's like, a common denominator over. for the officiating of the truck series that's that's yeah. the common denominator cup series and, has some bad call xfinity series has some bad calls but it's commonly in the truck series and, and i don't think it's like by any means like malice of you know nascar's so. part not in this case at least phase. no it, but I, I i think it's just abs- I, I think it's carelessness and mm-hmm. when it comes to safety carelessness is the last thing that should be in a description mm-hmm. like yep. careless carelessness when it comes to safety leads to injured and sometimes killed drivers and and i don't care how safe these cars or trucks are like never take your, your foot off the throttle when they're, it comes to them. They're stuff. still going they're really fast around ovals, you know, short yeah. tracks and, you know, just every type of track you can think of. Like, yeah, you can, you know, make these cars as safe as you want, but there's still always going to be an element of danger. And, you know, again, can't get, you know, can't get careless like this again because, I mean, thankfully, you know, when he was sitting there, you know, wasn't it, you know, uh, uh, another truck that, you know, wrecked into him or crashed into him, that sort of thing. So, 
you know. But, I mean, but he was yeah, injured. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. He was hurt. NASCAR yeah. didn't know that at the time, but this is why they always pride themselves on their response time. A lot of times on, like, these accident reports, they'll say, like, oh, we were at the driver's car within 18 seconds of the crash or something like that. They'll say things like that. They're really detailed because it's it's important. Every second matters. But, you know, they left a guy sitting there for probably – yeah, 60 seconds longer than he should have been. <laughs> and that's that's surprising, too, because at Daytona, you had some of the fan base complain, like, oh, why'd they throw that caution there? Well, there was oil, you know, once they were about to reach the start-finish line again, too. And then, you know, less than a month later, you had this happening. Yeah, so not a good look, but hopefully it never happens again. Yeah. Well, that's enough of talking about this weekend's past races. Uh, for now, though, we are funded by viewers like you. So at this point, I need someone to get me a stopwatch. I'd like to take three minutes to thank some of our donations we've had tonight uh, i'll get it i'll get it right now all right let me and... know let's start all right tell me when hold on just refresh the page so i can see everything okay i'm ready now go here we go all righty here let me scroll to the bottom of these been a decent amount of them okay first one came in from gordon smith 24 appreciate the five dollars he said, congratulations to Ryan Sieg for now having the worst payback attempt in NASCAR history. Gibbs didn't even have to pit after the fact. Oh, yeah, that's got to sting. That's rough. Vote, yeah. vote Kyle 3000. Appreciate the generous 1999. Said, I'm a Ford guy at heart, but seeing that hack back into wins always puts a smile on my face. Have a good show. Thank you, Kyle. Hope you're having a good night, too. Ty bans the Bowman fan. I bet this guy's just as happy as I am. $5. Appreciate that. Just because Bowman won the race, I'll share my number one fan status for you, Danny B. Hey, I appreciate that, Ty bans. We can we can both be number one fans. Isaac, come in with $4.99. Appreciate that, Isaac. Every time Ty gives wins, it reminded me how... Gosh, okay. <laughs> this is harsh. Every time Ty gives wins, it reminded me how pathetic my life is. <laughs> While he's 19 <laughs> and winning Xfinity races, I'm grinding a struggling college at 22. Don't need to be so harsh on yourself, hey, dude. dude. We've all been there. He, he's a grandson of Joe Gibbs. No, no need to feel yeah. no, no need to down yourself like that. Self-appreciating sense of humor. I like it. <laughs> That's why it freed me back a little bit. Michael Jensen coming in with $5. Appreciate that. LaJoy, another top 15. That is a solid note that no one really paid attention to. Ty, oh, yeah. Ty Dillon was third, top 20, and Almirola, only driver of all three top 10. New car is helping parity early so far. Very much uh, the truth right there, Michael Jensen. Zaxel TV come in of Canadian $5. Appreciate that. Three races, three wrecks. Does Brad Reklowski go four for four on Sunday? Tune into Fox Sports Sunday at 3.30 Eastern time. That's funny. GN coming in at the $2. Appreciate that. Can't Fontana get diamond grinded like Indy in 05? I'm not familiar with that story. Do you guys know about that? Uh, so yeah, they it was it's just this um technique that some um, some tracks do to uh, smooth out their uh, racing surface, and Indiana and the uh, Indy Speedway did that uh, before the 2005 season. Um, the one drawback with that was though um was that uh, for the F1 race they had a tire problem because like um the uh the the Michelin tires kept blowing up and stuff, so that's that why they were ready. No, they okay. did that to Charlotte too, and it led to a lot of flat tires yeah. and crashes. Yeah. So. All right, moving on from that, Preston Friel's coming in with a nine ninety nine. Appreciate that. Funny, we we talked about this. How long until Emmett Smith starts asking for his money back? Jesse seems like a nice guy, but he shouldn't be on the track. His fastest lap of the race was slower than Pool and forty seven car by three tenths. That's not good, especially if they're bragging about a Hendrick engine. 
Yeah, that's not good. Nova Stone 12, appreciate the $5. If racing on the mile and a half races stay great, do you think we should return to Indy Oval, Second California, and Charlotte Doubleheader Oval and Roval? Hmm. I keep the Roval. I think Auto Club should stay with one date, but I would be open to keep opening the Brickyard 400 back. Yeah, yeah I'd be open just to for ratings. And just, for, yeah. just for the ratings and, aspect. And sure. We talked about this a little bit last week. If the mile and a half stay as good as they have been, Maybe we can let Auto Club become the short track after all. Okay, that's th- that's three minutes. Yep. Okay. I saw a super chat. We'll get to it at the end of the show. That kind of also covers that same topic. I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Appreciate that. And also, to, before we get to the next round, this show is also brought to you by our friends at Lionel Racing. You can pre-order your authentic NASCAR diecast at LionelRacing.com or official Lionel Racing retailers. You can find. Occasionally, some local places, like I have a place called JP's NASCAR, I can purchase Lionel Racing diecasts from, or you can order them online through other places like Plan B Sales and also other distributors of Lionel Racing. And you can get your NASCAR Authentics waves from your local Walmarts. As I see that Eric has been able to pick up one here recently. Eric, what you got there? Yeah, I kind of forgot that about this. I, I feel terrible. But yeah, I have a Bubble Walls McDonald's car. Love this paint scheme. Wanted to pick that up. This isn't his Talladega win. It was his other one that I really liked. And then I just held this one up because uh, I'm really excited. This is a 2005 DeWalt car, but uh, Roush Fenway and Chris Busher are running a Matt Kenza 2004 throwback at Darlington in a few months. And they announced that um, earlier this week. That was pretty cool. Darian, what are you rocking there? This is a 2002 Jerry Nadeau 25 car. Um, unfortunately, he did not last the entire season in this ride. He was booted for Brian Vickers the following year, but, or no, excuse me, he was booted for Joe Nemechek the following year, but he almost won a race for uh, the Petties in their uh, 44 car at Sonoma. But yeah, it's a pretty cool car. I mean, and he did drive this car from um, 2000 to 2002 and did win at Atlanta. So, and I also see Jared's car is also from 2002. Jer- yes. Jared, slide that over a little bit because it's right behind the Lionel Racing logo. Uh, here, here, more on that side, more on that side. Right, Pass it to me, it. I'm open, I'm open. <laughs> No, this is uh, this right here is Jimmy Spencer's 2002 Animal uh, diecast. That's epic. I love that. Uh, I, I love this car. I, I had a 164 of it as a kid, and it got destroyed because, well, what is to do with uh, a car like that when you are five years old but destroy it? Uh, and so when I found this at Nashville, uh, I knew I had to, to, to get it. So Animal. That's good. Well, yeah, that, makes, that reminds me. I, I don't know where it is. It's probably at my parents' house somewhere, but I need to find it. I One of the first die casts I bought with my allowance was like 2003, I think, a Jimmy Spencer car. And I just walked into this. We had a cool like uh, NASCAR kind of store, kind of like a JP's NASCAR outlet or whatever um, here in, in the Houston area. It's not there anymore, sadly. But I remember walking in. I was like, I'm going to buy a die cast. And I picked jimmy spencer i didn't know anything about jimmy <laughs> spencer i just probably liked the target car no idea what came over me but that's the one i got and it looked it was like that one but without the muppets that reminded me i need to go find it uh <laughs> i am not without a diecast but i would like for you guys to guess as to what i've got it's a 164 scale. alex bowman alex bowman i'm surprised it's not like the dr pepper car you picked up recently or is it a dr pepper car no it's, it's a 164 i don't i don't have that one 164 okay that's why i didn't think so well i have no idea I'm, jeff gordon i was calling first one jimmy Bowman. spencer i have got kyle bush ethel ms oh wow. that's a random one 
Did, uh, is that, is it, that from it, the it, latest Authentics wave? No, this is uh, not the Authentics version. It's the oh. uh, it's the eight dollar one. I, I like the I like this game. I picked it up at JP's NASCAR. But uh, how ironic is it that the Bowman fan has this one? Wow. But appreciate our folks over at Lionel Racing for being a continued sponsor and supporter of this show. Uh, you can pre-order your diecast lionelracing.com. Uh, if you're a Bowman fan, go pre-order Las Vegas win. An yeah. order. Uh, all right, and Darian, yeah. I still don't have the graphic. But <laughs> like asleep, I still don't have the graphic. You're you're tired, but how can you be tired when we just went under a severe thunderstorm warning? Yes, I was just getting ready. Sorry, guys. And it's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jared, what do we have on tap for tonight? I'm uh, surprised the, the mic stayed in. Well, yeah. we'll start off with a little bit of, of sad news. Uh, if you haven't heard, DJR Arcaholer driver Steven Stotts uh, was killed in an accident earlier this week and route to Phoenix. Uh, so I just want to say right now that we keep them in our thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's, I, I figure we get the, the, the bad out of the way first. But there's a lot of good, a lot of good that's coming this week in, in the NASCAR world. Um, and it comes from not in the NASCAR world, but with NASCAR drivers or former two. Ryan Blaney and Dave Blaney are going to be racing together in the SRX season finale in Sharon. Uh, Alex Bowman is now selling all skill, no luck shirts with 18% going to animal shelters. And Kyle Bush has marked his shirts down to 48% off. Uh, so Kyle Bush fans everywhere are wishing that it was Daniel Suarez that beat him. Uh, <laughs> bad joke. I get it. No, I have not pre-ordered uh, the shirt, unfortunately. Guess I, I have a Silverado, so. Uh, team <laughs> Team Stange Racing uh, will enter the number 79 Ford into eight races this year with former F1 driver, God, I hope I'm saying this right, uh, Tarso Marquez. I think that's uh, right. With with Digital Gold LLC and their D-I-G-A-U token. Uh, Races that they're gonna be in this year are gonna be Road America, the Indy Road Course, Watkins Glen, Daytona, the Roval, Las Vegas Homestead, and the season finale in Phoenix. So that's something to look out for. They're a Ford, do they have any connection to Stuart Haas or someone like that maybe? Uh, I I didn't see too much into it. I just saw like this stuff pop up. I'm like, hey, new team. so maybe i'm not sure uh but bristol has changed its banking for its dirt surface this year uh it will be a progressive banking steeper at the top than at the bottom uh with the flatter being at the bottom obviously uh it's 16 degrees at the bottom to 18 and then 19 degrees last year was straight 18 to 19 degree banking this is according to bob pocaris this should help them run the top line a little better i think yeah uh Austin Cindric's Daytona 500 car will be in the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America in Daytona. So it ended up there after all. Unfortunately, uh, though, due to Penske's rules, they took all the confetti off of it. Damn. Aw, damn. Well, uh, in better news even than that, Nashville Fair Board member Jason Bergeron resigned Tuesday, <laughs> which means that the one who was most against Bristol and SMI's proposal for the fairgrounds is out. He left a month he, early. He just, Hopefully in disgrace. He just, Bye-bye. He just realized that he couldn't win, so he left. Yep, goodbye. He, 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 he rage quitted it. 
god! Don't um, let the don't let the door hit you in the. Ass. I love how involved we are on these this Nashville politics. <laughs> I've been, well, two of us I've live been, here, so. And I've, I've, but do you think Jared looking. did at this point? I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm but you don't yet. <laughs> You're like I'm voting um, out before I get there. He's getting there. <laughs> You're out anyway. But there's no update currently when it comes to when the board will get financial details on this. So. You know, it, it's stuck in place, but stuck in the best way possible without Jason Bertrand. And then to finish this off, uh, M&M's is offering the opportunity for fans to vote for the final throwback scheme. The options are the M&M's 1998 scheme, 2002, 2003, 2007, and 2008. Real quick, as we finish this off, what are your guys' votes? 2007. 2007. Ooh. See Bring the two thousand. I think it was the three oh three one. The oh three one looked really cool, but I kind of want the oh two one. I feel I, like it may look lame on the next gen, but that's what I was going I, with. I like the oh two, but I also like the symbolism of oh eight, which was Kyle Busch's first. I'm, yeah, I'm going oh eight. I I think if you're gonna th- if you know for the guy who's been with M and M's the longest in NASCAR, yeah, I, I think he deserves his own. That's a good I'm, point. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. N- nothing against him. Don't do 07. David Gillen has forgotten. That would be the most tie. random. It would be the most random throwback scheme. I hope of all it ends time. in a tie. I hope it ends in a tie. <laughs> just so we can say it's a damn tie. <laughs> They're probably gonna pick the worst one that got the least votes, like the Newman Oscar Meyer. Yeah. Somewhere Harris Lou is having PTSD. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That, that's all. Oh, that'll do it. And that'll do it for the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, Eric, back to the show. Eric, something looks different about you. Yeah. yeah this matches my shirt. I feel very it outdoorsy. Does. Which does. doesn't really relate to our other NASCAR Weekly Podcast sponsor necessarily, I guess. But uh, Forney Industries is always here. They're always a part of the show. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, as well as metal working accessories and much more for do-it-yourselfers or if you're a professional, which unfortunately we are not professionals, Forney has everything you need for your next project. So uh, whether you're a beginner, whether you're an expert, Forney's got what you need. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at ForneyEnd.com, ForneyEnd, short for industries.com, or check them out at an authorized Forney dealer near you. And I'm wearing the, the hat so you get an idea of what the logo looks like. Usually logo's in green, but this hat, uh, it just matches. It's a very outdoorsy looking hat. I feel like I'm ready to go on like a safari or something. See, it's, there's three different ones. So you said the Forney logo is usually in green. You have the, the, uh, the black version. And then Danny on the uh, podcast has the white version. So there's three different ones. You can't miss it. <laughs> yeah, you can't miss it at all. Guys, I'm, sca- I'm scared. Why are you what? scared? What? What's it's happening? Like a, it looks like a bonnet. Can you hear the rumble? I, 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 I think I just saw a ghost. Whoa. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty spooky. Yeah, it is spooky. Yeah. My goodness. So, talk oh, about oh my gosh. Guys, the ghost, <laughs> the ghost just told me. What? He wants a band to be named after him, and he wants to sponsor a, Na- a NASCAR car. Wow. And he's on oh, drugs. How ironic. <laughs> <laughs> what a shopping list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've gotten a lot of questions the last couple of days, well, the last day since we made it public, about how this whole ghost uh, coming to NASCAR deal came together. So I figured most people watching the stream have probably seen or at least caught a glimpse of the, uh, the announcement that, that I put out on my channel yesterday. But yes ghost popular rock metal band will be on bailey curry's number four chevrolet this weekend at phoenix raceway in the xfinity series 
uh, I'm super excited because out of the groove, we got a little decal on the side as well next to the Papa four. Look, it's, it's a wild, wild thing. The reception yesterday was honestly insane. A ton of ghost fans, of course, who know nothing about NASCAR coming over saying what ghosts on NASCAR. I can get behind this. A lot of NASCAR fans who, a lot of them new ghosts and were excited to see the crossover, but many others, a lot of rock music, a lot of metal heads in, in NASCAR. They were just excited to see a crossover period. We haven't seen a, a metal NASCAR crossover in a few years. I remember uh, Tyler Reddick had Megadeth, I think on his car a few we years ago. Almost saw Slayer. Almost saw Slayer. And that was another point. A lot of people made they allowed ghost on a car. Yes, they did. Uh, we got approval. I'm, I'm hoping and praying Mike Kelton doesn't walk through the garage area on Saturday and say, whoa, what's going on? Whoa, no approval. <laughs> Get out of here. But no, it's pretty cool. And Ghost, obviously, if you know anything about Ghost, they do have a very theatrical presence. But uh, at the core of it, it's kind of a parody. It's a silly, goofy, yeah. just, 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 it's a fun band. It's a very digestible mainstream metal band these days. Um, so it's really cool to introduce them to NASCAR. It came together really randomly. I'll give you a little background information as to how this even happened because if you've been watching this podcast or my show for a few years now i've worn ghost t-shirts in videos like i've been a fan of them since college so at least four five six years now um it came together randomly i was talking to uh one of the guys i work with and this is months ago and i mentioned oh yeah ghost is my favorite band we're in the car driving and he got super into it he started listening and that's now his favorite band as well and so a couple months ago when ghost announced their new album that comes out this friday in para we kind of talked and then he sent an email out uh, to the record label asking, hey, if they want to be a part of the car. And it, it just worked out. The, the team at Ghost thought it was a great idea. They wanted to do something big here in America. They just wrapped up a big tour. I obviously was on board because I'm like, it's a great crossover opportunity. It's a super cool deal to get to work with some of their uh, creative team. And, and it's been a great experience. So working with the folks at Ghost, Loma Vista Recordings, Craig Baroncelli and AE Engine, whole team that we've come together to, to mount this marketing effort, this crazy, wild, wacky, uh crossover episode it's been it's been really cool so excited to see the car on track i'll be at phoenix i'm flying out tomorrow i'll be there this weekend for the xfinity and the cup race Mm -hmm. and actually probably for the arca race even so if you're out at the racetrack and you see me feel free to say hi take plenty of photos of the ghost car when you see it on track hopefully bailey has a solid top 20 top 15 run would be awesome if he can do something like that but uh yeah we've been working on a lot of cool stuff over there and obviously you know don't want to get into the specifics of cost or anything like that but being with the team they're with it's a it was an affordable marketing opportunity for, for ghost you know to to get their you know presence in nascar and in a, in a big way too um obviously you know being with uh being promoted by by eric and eric you know i know you're humble as can be but you're also probably one of the biggest nascar genre independent channels out there so that's a really big deal for them to work with you in that sense but also um you know, you've, you've had your logo on a car before. You're on this car. This is the first time, though, your logo is on a die cast that's being produced. They sold exclusive die cast from the Ghost website. Already sold out. I think they were selling, like, what, 500? Something like that? Yeah, they made it very, very limited. And Ghost fans are crazy. That's what was so exciting as well as the reception on across all their socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, our YouTube. There are a lot of people on my channel that aren't usually on my channel. The comments were wild. Like, Ghost fans, rock music, metal fans, they were thrilled to see this this kind of crossover it's just the kind of random fun thing that they love to support so uh, hopefully you get some new eyes tuning into the race this weekend as well um, i think ghost has done a great job i mean they're I, I know the moment i knew i was gonna be a part of this i wanted to make sure their introduction to nascar was as big and theatrical as they are and i think we've for the most part achieved that i had a lot of fun filming that wacky skit yesterday that that was cool. saw. that was cool <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, i think the car is gonna look great on now, track so here's what i gotta ask you eric 
Uh, yeah. When you're at the racetrack on Saturday, do you wear it out of a group shirt or do you wear a ghost shirt? You can switch um, it up. Switch it up, right? I don't want to spoil it, but I actually might kind of have a, a sort of a combo effect going. We're Yay! Just really yeah. Nice, so, nice. That's cool. I'm excited. It's gonna out, be fun. Out, out, out of the ghost. Well, I'll say I'll say this ghost about the ghost. Like I got to see Ghost live in 2016. It is unreal the experience in person. It, uh, no other band I've I've probably seen like at this point 30 or 40 bands live. There is nothing like a Ghost concert. Doesn't, uh, doesn't matter. Probably the closest thing I've been to is Kiss. I don't know how that compares to them. I no, know that's no, an inspiration for it, sure. It, it, it might be an inspiration, <laughs> but it's a diff, it's a different experience. Like yeah. the crowd atmosphere is just. It, it it it's one of a kind. You have to go to a ghost concert. Yeah. Why is my camera not focusing? I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. I'm not there. Oh, there we go. Finally, it's focused again. I'm. You know, admittedly, so I am not the. Yeah, it was the ghost that took my focus away. But I am not the biggest, you know, metal guy or rock guy out there and stuff. But I do listen. You know, um, I do listen to it occasionally and stuff. And when um um when does their album drop again, Eric? Friday, two days. Friday, okay. I'll make sure to download it and stuff and listen to it, you know. And hey, that's the effect, you know, that they have on me and stuff. I'm a big NASCAR fan. I see the, you know, the the uh, the ghost car running. I might as well just download their album and see and, what it sounds like. Admittedly, I, I do gotta say, don't hate me for this, Eric. I didn't. I'm not really as familiar with Ghost, so I actually had to go and listen to a lot of their music, and I realized that that was the point of this whole deal. I <laughs> I, I, I realized Ghost is a band that. I've heard and I've enjoyed a lot of songs. I just didn't know it was Ghost who did it. Square Hammer. I li- I've listened to that one before. I like that song, and that was I, did, I found out that was one of their songs. Like, oh, well, cool. I like this song. Yeah, sweet. And, and maybe you know, in the future, they might want to do this again sometime. You never know. Or maybe another band might want to you know hop on. We'll board see. And stuff, so. I just love it. it's ex- it's exposing a whole new audience to NASCAR and exposing a whole new audience to a, a up and coming up and coming. It's not the right word. They're here now, but you know, still growing rock act band i think that's really cool I, so. I, how many years have they been making music? The, the the lead singer Around since they released their first stuff in like 2009 2010 i was gonna say the lead oh, wow. singer is kind of an older guy now at this point i mean he's like, he's like 40 ish i think he wears a full mm-hmm. costume on stage yeah. you, you can't tell <laughs> how old he is yeah not really so it's, <laughs> but, it's like uh the wrestler sting that dude if you see him without makeup you're like dang that dude wrestles but you see him wearing makeup you're like oh yeah okay go at it yeah. And actually, I want to give a shout out to JD Motorsports as well. They've been really good sports about this whole deal. Obviously, it's a good deal for them. It gives them some extra exposure as well. But Bailey Curry, um, Tony, the guys over there, they've helped with a lot of the marketing stuff. And obviously, Bailey, he's been down for uh, – I'm going to Phoenix tomorrow to hopefully film some stuff with him, actually. And let's just say he's a trooper. He is he is <laughs> up for anything. And I, I respect I, that and appreciate that. I, I really enjoyed – his uh his method acting in the, the announcement video <laughs> yeah yeah he is he is in himself a character absolutely but i, I thank you guys i appreciate the, the three of other three of you guys for supporting and uh and helping get the word out of course and everyone watching who's seen the announcement um even if you're not a ghost fan i i still appreciate the uh the 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 support the, the conversation the feedback and everything this is something new for me to be like i, I put that a uh, premiere on my channel that just said ghosts and everyone's like what what is this doing on eric's channel it was different it certainly was a, a unique style of content for me to be putting on my channel and a unique way for me to be promoting something um but it's something that i, I knew i was gonna have a lot of fun with and i'm glad that a lot of viewers seem to be having a, a I remember, amount of fun with it as well so i appreciate I, it i remember when you first you know were telling us about this and stuff and like i had never seen you this excited for anything ever like well that. you were just, like 
a month and a half ago, this was nothing. This was literally, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm excited for Ghost's new album in a few weeks. And now <laughs> and it's all like, of a sudden, now oh. you brought him to the sport. And, <laughs> yeah, stuff, and, you, and, and then you got to go to a concert recently too, didn't you? Yeah, I saw him live a few couple weeks ago. So there, there's theatrical as ever. I keep using that word, but like they are, like music's it great really and everything, is. but it's it's a spectacle as well. They put on a they, they take pride in their stage show, and I respect I, that. I think that's honestly what's attracted me to like more like metal rock music here lately is that the the songs are not only good, but the concert experience is just so much better. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I appreciate a good experience. Like surrounding, it needs to be visual. It's obviously going to shake your body and, and shake your skull a little bit. But I, I appreciate a multi-dimensional experience. So, so no, that that's always drawn me to ghosts, and that's what we're hoping to bring to the racetrack this <laughs> this Saturday. <laughs> so, but yeah, right. appreciate it. Pretty exciting stuff. I can't wait. All right. Well, with that being said, let's get everybody set up for not las vegas as it says in our thing uh phoenix let's get set up for phoenix this weekend and we have got uh two races xfinity series and the cup series the xfinity race will be the united reynolds 200 which is a 200 lap race scheduled to start at 4 30 p.m eastern time on fs1 with radio coverage brought to you by mrn weather will be a whole lot better there than it is in tennessee that's for sure Saturday, the high will be 75 degrees, sunny and beautiful, a 0% chance of rain. Defending winner of this race is Austin Cindric, so we are guaranteed a new winner of him not being in the series. And we will have Daniel Suarez and Joey Logano as two cup drivers who will be joining uh, uh, Adam Alexander in the booth. I, I, I'm just trying to save Vince Welsh, but he's not that one. Uh, cup race name will be the, uh, oh gosh, I can never say this. Is it Ruth? Ruff. Ruff. Rough, 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 rough mortgage 500k. They're calling it 500k. That's interesting. It's always been 500k at, at Phoenix. Well, this this is not 500 laps. Thank goodness. It's 312 <laughs> laps. This race will be starting at 3:30 p.m. Eastern time, and it'll be on Fox with radio coverage by MRN. Weather: We have got uh, beautiful conditions. 80 degrees, beautiful and sunny, and 0% chance of rain. Defending winner of this race, Martin Truex Jr. and Danica Patrick will be back in the Fox booth. Yeah. I see some people yeah. in the chat. They were asking, uh, what are the chances of snow like Vegas? I'm like, trust me, it's Phoenix. It's not going to snow. Vegas, oh, yeah, it, no, yeah. it's not going to snow. We That's really, what they said about Vegas. We I wouldn't have expected snow. It snowed there. I mean, like we, uh, a few times, but not did, too much. We didn't really talk about this. So, you know, Tennessee, anything can happen. Last Saturday, I was practicing for a fishing tournament in 70 degrees in shorts thinking this is amazing i love march my favorite time of year this weekend my tournament gets canceled because we're going to be having a high of 68 friday but then also low of 21 getting one to three inches of snow friday night and because of that and the 15 to 25 mile per hour winds on saturday my tournament got canceled darian you lived in Las Vegas forever. What was the chances that it would snow? How many times have you ever seen snow there? Only twice growing up. Like it snowed one night in, when uh, when I was in fifth grade. And um, uh, um, as a matter of fact, 
on Christmas Eve during my senior year of high school in 2015. So, yeah, I mean, it's only snowed twice. Well, now three times there now that, that I've seen. But, I don't know, Vegas weather can be very bipolar sometimes, too. It may just be all over the place. Well, I don't want to bet on the weather, but maybe I do want to bet on the race. Darian, what are the betting yes. odds for this weekend? Yes, I have those ready. Uh, the betting odds of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Let's go over this weekend's favorites for, for the Cup Series. Kyle Larson enters as this weekend's favorite at plus 350. Uh, second to him is Kyle Busch at plus 700. Third is Martin Trex Jr., also plus 700. Chase Elliott and Danny Hamlin rounded out the top five of, of, of my personal favorites at plus 800. Now, as for the best of the rest, we have three candidates. Uh, Joey Logano enters this weekend at plus 900. Ryan Blaney at plus 1200. And this is very shocking. Kevin Harvick is plus 2000. Kevin he's, Harvick he's, at he's, Phoenix? He's, he's yeah, really, at he's, Phoenix. He's fell off, though. Yeah, but I'm, again, it's still Phoenix. No plus though. ratio. Yeah. <laughs> I know who I'm going to put five bucks on just for Yeah. Harvick. So, hey, yeah. put some money on Harvick, man, because, hey, look, even if you put like uh, a small little bet, like, hey, Harvick will get a top five. You're still bound to get some money, though. It's a pretty good payday. So, But uh, as for the underdogs, here are five underdogs you should look out for this weekend. Austin Cedric enters this weekend at plus 5,000. I mean, he's dominated there in the Xfinity Series. But for the Cup, might be a different story, but we'll find out this weekend. Kurt Busch is also plus 5,000. Chase Briscoe, plus 5,000. And the final two, Daniel Suarez at plus 8,000. And my personal favorite underdog, Chris Buescher at plus 10,000. This might be a track where he can potentially shine on, too. At least a top 10, perhaps, this weekend for Chris Buescher. So we'll see. But uh, those are the betting odds. All right. And with that being said, uh, we know the odds of these guys to win. Now let's pick them to win. Uh, going into this week, the pick points are the chat is leading with 66 points. Uh, execute order 66. Uh, Darian is minus one behind in second. Oh. Uh, Eric is third with minus 19. Jarrett gets out of the basement temporarily, minus 25. And I am three behind him, minus 28 in the in my basement. Hey, Chad, we're close. Right? We're pulling nice away a little bit. Nice basement setup you got there, Danny. <laughs> hey, but me and the chat, we're pulling away just a tad bit. Still early in the season, though, but hey, we're, we're close. We're close. So with that being said, Darian, why don't you kick us off with who you think is going to win the Xfinity race? Yep. All right, really quick, before I get to that, I almost forgot the NASCAR Weekly Podcast Fantasy League. Let me just go over the points oh. for that really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the top that was five. my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll just do the top five. Yeah, so right now in the lead is Trevor Sports 98 with 604 points. Second is Bubba's Sports Mania Talk with uh, 599. Third is Jets 48. Fourth is Weaver 24. And fifth is Young's 550. So the same guys are still flirting with the championship early on, so... Um, it's all about consistency. Well, up till the uh, the playoff portion, then the points will reset, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. So thank you guys so much for playing. Okay, now back to picks. Who's going to win uh, the Xfinity Series race at Phoenix? Um, you know, I'm not going to pick Ty Gibbs this weekend. As much as I still, you know, I'm, I still think he, whoa, whoa, he whoa, will whoa, be. Whoa, 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 whoa. You what? said last week you're going to pick him every race. He won every other week. race. Every other race. Excuse me, sir. Every other race. Okay. okay I'm not, I can't pick okay. him. I can't pick him for every single race. Come on. That's crazy. But no, I'm going to pick a former. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but could you pick Kyle Larson? 
Uh, oh, who, who you got picking there? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with Justin Allgaier. He is a former winner here, and uh, he's geez. very under. He's very, he's very underrated here. I don't think he gets enough love at this track too. He's won here multiple times. I think he'll uh, bring it home for Junior Motorsports this weekend. So, Justin Allgaier. Sorry to disappoint you, Eric. <laughs> Damn it, that was gonna be my pick. All right, I'll go with my backup. Pick. <laughs> I, I like my backup. I'll go with Daniel Hemrick. He won here last time we were here, and the only guy that was in his way isn't even in the field. So I'll. Well, Eric, you can still pick the same guy if you want. No, I don't, I don't want to just. I don't want to just sit 18 points behind you every week. No, I gotta take risks. Uh, good point. Good point. Yeah, and you know, I already got championship in the bag, so I have nothing to lose really. Um, you know, you guys took my two picks, so I'm gonna take my very close number three. Gregson is gonna win. I still love saying his name like that, but no, I got Noah Gregson winning. He's been amazing to start this year. He runs well when it comes to, to Phoenix. Uh, I, I think he's going to get the win this week. I'm going to go. Let me just double check, make sure he's in this race. I'm pretty sure that he is. Don't pick nobody that's not in the race. Yeah, that'd be bad. Again. Okay. He, 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's in the race. I'm going to Trevor Bain. Oh, that's Ooh. right. That's right. Damn, that Bain? could be a sleeper. Yeah. That could but, be a sleeper. Thought about Ty Gibbs, but... Basement. Uh, I, I like. I like. Come on, Trevor Bain, pull me out of basement. Yeah. Yeah, see what happens. <laughs> and then the chat. I think the chat. I think they're going with all guys. I'm, I'm saying nothing yeah. but seven in here. So damn, they're yeah. picking the same guy as me again. Right. <laughs> they're just. They're just gonna follow. Yeah, just, the advantage. Just give them the all guy. They got <laughs> the, the advantage. <laughs> Someone asked who's driving the 18. That's Trevor Bain. So Trevor Bain. But Great. yeah, yeah. Alrighty. There was a few Bane picks that come in there, but they, they got seven. So yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Cup Series. Who is going to suck, Darian? Ooh, who is going to suck this weekend? Mm. You know what? This guy's on a roll, and I'm not saying he's going to suck for the rest of the season here. You know, he does have the most top tens, but I'm going to go with Eric Amarola. I think he'll run into some bad luck this weekend. Um, it won't be, you know, it, it's not going to start, you know, a, a whole downward trend where, you know, he has a uh, an even worse season than last year. That'll be hard to top, you know, not nothing like tw- um, nothing like Eric Amarillo's 2021 season. But I think he'll struggle a little bit. So Eric Amarillo. Brad Keselowski. <laughs> I like Brad Keselowski. I'm actually I'm actually a Keselowski fan these days. I'm rooting for that six car, rooting for RFK. But goodness gracious, he's going to be involved in another incident, at least one. This man yeah. has finished lower than 13th every race here since 2018. I am sorry, Danny. Alex Bowman. Oh, I, I don't, I don't blame you. He's not who I'm <laughs> picking, but I don't blame you. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm actually going to stick with Darian and the SHR camp, except I'm going to say Chase Briscoe in this case. Oh. And the chat. The chat. Yeah, that's Brad. Brad. No I, th- I think it's Brad. There's I only Keselowski. Yeah. yeah. Nothing but Brad or six. Yeah. I've seen a lot of Brads. Give him Brad. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Reminds me of that guy on TikTok. Yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> All right. All right. Underdogs. Underdog. Underdog picks. So this guy has had horrible luck the first three races. I mean, there's a lot of guys, you know, that, you know, I could choose from that I've had horrible luck the first three races. You got Bubba Wallace, Ryan Blaney, Keslowski, Harrison Burton. I want to see what Harrison Burton can do this weekend. I'd say perhaps he'll get, you know, his first top 10 of the season, Harrison Burton for the famous Wood Brothers. 
I like that. I'll go with my boy, Eric Jones. He's just been so fast this year. Top fives at the clash and Fontana. And I just think he's, he's a technical race. I mean, he's a good enough driver that he's, he's going to get the most. I think he'll, as long as he would have had a top 10 last week too, I think he'll continue that streak and, and show top 10 speed. This guy leads tons of laps at Phoenix. Uh, and I, if you include the clash, you can't crash five weeks in a row. Brad Keselowski, just because I don't think he's going to crash five weeks in a row. Mm, never say never <laughs> never say never all right clip it uh someone clip it and if i get it wrong you can you can tag age nascar yeah you can ratio him yeah go for it all right uh, for me i mean this is underdog points don't matter here i'm gonna say ty Dillon. i think i think i can get a top 20 top 15 run here i, I like i like ty Dillon here at, at phoenix and who do we got for the chat? I think the chat's going Reddick. Yeah, I see a I lot of Reddicks. Yeah. The chat's going to go with Reddick like every week. Yeah. yeah At some point, that. he won't be an underdog anymore. I mean, yeah. for points, you can pick yeah. him. But, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Give him Reddick. All right. All right, Darian, you know what to say. Who's going to win? Who's going to win at Phoenix this weekend? It so. almost held the whole way. Yes, almost. and almost did. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, my pick, I'm going to go with an extremely safe pick, in my opinion. I feel like the worst-case scenario for this pick is, at the very least, a top 10. Kevin Harvick returns to victory lane. Ooh. He has not been there in a while. But, again, this is Phoenix, man. This is Phoenix. At the very least, he will get a top 10, if not, if he doesn't win. But I think he'll pull off the victory this weekend and return to victory lane for the first time in a very long time. Kevin Harvick. I like it. I never thought I'd say this, but that's kind of a risky pick, picking Harvick mm-hmm. at Phoenix. Chat, I'm telling you, I don't think this guy's this guy's not an underdog anymore. He hasn't won yet, but that changes this weekend. Adjacent to his home state, Tyler Reddick. Remember when he was running second as a rookie in the I Am Second car here? He was. He's going yep. to improve one position. He's going to finally seal the deal. Think about this season. He broke while leading at the Clash. He was in the lead draft when he wrecked at Daytona. He broke while leading at Fontana, and then he Spun out and still finished seventh last week at Vegas. This week, Help he's going to win. Tyler Reddick. No, no, no. Tyler Reddick's going to win. <laughs> Call so, it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go a little safer. These guys are living on the edge. I'm going to go a little safer. The edge. Living the on edge. the edge. Anyway, uh, this guy leads tons of laps every time he's here. He's been arguably the best driver consistently at this track for about the past four or five years. Uh, he had an average finish last year of a 1.5. I'm going Martin Truex Jr. Mm. as my pick. Yes, that's a good one. So far this season, uh, Hendrick has been on a roll. We got Larson one, Bowman one. I'm going to say the trend continues. It's going to be William Byron taking the win in this weekend. Ooh, okay. Everyone's risky but me. Yeah, everyone's risking it, man. Damn. Well, let's see what the chat fits. Let's see. Chat doesn't seem to have any real clear concerns. Yes. I saw I saw somebody in there was like, hey, uh, Gary picked Harvick, pick him. And, but I'm, nobody's I'm, I'm seeing a lot of 4, 9, and 19 so far. That's, I would say, I've, I've seen, seen some of the I do yeah. see a lot of fours right now. I think it might be Harvick. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think they're going. Oh, wow. Hey, should we put out a poll? Should we put out a poll? To sure. Oh, no, this is yeah. the, the, yeah, okay, go for we it. we put out yeah. a poll, because I don't want them to necessarily pick the yeah. same thing as Darian. So, they might. They're just going to screw Darian. They're just going to every week. So what was it? So it was Harvick and who uh, else? Uh, I mean, there's 
There's been a lot of Truexes. I was thinking okay. Truex. I was thinking so, Elliot. There's a few Elliots trickling in now. So, so just put uh, Harvick, Truex, and Elliot, I guess. Just put those three for the poll. That's more the most I'm seeing. That's the most I'm seeing. Yeah, you can do uh, – I got three options up there. So I said answer mm-hmm. me, poll. All right. Four, All right. nine, and 19. So let's see. Well, I mean, we can let him vote while we uh, roll the super chats if you want. Sure. Know, go ahead. Yeah, let's do that for a little bit, uh, Jared. If you want to do like a five-minute timer, give him five minutes, I guess, or or maybe not even that long. Uh, well, we we'll, we'll, we'll give him a minute or two. We'll read. Re- yeah. Whatever. We're good. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know who the last one I went with is. I think. Okay. Yeah. It was Nova Stone Twelve. James <sighs> Greer come in with five dollars. Appreciate that. I'm excited to go to AMS, but I'm sad it's going to be a mini tell. You know, me and Darian both went there, and I just I just put out a video before this uh, live stream today. Uh, so go back and watch that video. You'll get a kind of a preview of what Atlanta Motor Speedway is going to look like this spring. Uh, I don't know what to expect. It's definitely state banking. So I don't know what we could. What are y'all laughing at? I'm laughing, I'm laughing at this. I just. What did you write for the poll, Danny? It says, "Answer me." Poll. <laughs> hey, when I do polls, I do them funny. So for, for, for those of you listening on Spotify, for those of you listening on Spotify uh, on YouTube, we have a poll option, and that's the way that the chat pick will come in uh, right now. Uh, it's looking like Truex. Early polling has Truex leading, but Elliot is keeping close. And then you got our third-party candidate of Kevin Harvick. <laughs> Yay, that, that, the that, 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 that is how I want every presidential election to be from now on. Look at the bell. Answer me. Answer me. <laughs> Poll. <laughs> Poll. And, and <laughs> Answer me. Poll. Poll. Mine. That's what it sounds like. That I does. mean, here's the thing: is like Elliot went. It was down forty four percent Truex to thirty six Elliot, and now Elliot's making a comeback. He's siphoning off all of the Harvick votes. Yeah. Um, so we'll have the same pick as me. Thankfully. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, it's Sorry. looking like it's pretty locked in, though. I'd say I think it's Truex. Truex. Yep. Name and Jerry. I better pray to God that my pick wins the Xfinity race. Uh, so I can game get the sweet points. Uh, they're, they're, they're actually they're it's it's closing in. Oh oh okay all right. Just keep reading super chats. Yeah yeah. Okay. Back. I gotta grab something. Okay uh okay. Back to where we were. James Greer appreciate the five dollars. I'm excited to go to AMS, but I'm sad it's gonna be Mini Talladega. I don't know if it's gonna be Mini Talladega, but it they will have to go pretty much full throttle to get around there because it is very steep. I've I tried driving my wife's. Ford escaped there. I did get around at 45 miles an hour, but we definitely felt like we were going to flip over. So we'll see what happens. I did a crab, did a crab walk on the trip. <laughs> yes, there did a crab walk. You can watch that in my latest upload. Yeah. Preston Friels appreciate the 9.99. You guys talked about drivers being taken out of races. Look at Byron last year at Pocono 2, the Roval, Kansas 2, and Michigan were all his races to lose, and out of his control, they were taken from him. <laughs> That's right. Yep. GN coming in for $5. Appreciate that. NASCAR, hand on caution button at Daytona with instant reaction the instant a truck turns 45 degrees. Also, NASCAR, meh, let them race if Boyd injured. <laughs> what truck? I don't see it, bro. I, I, I will say, though, that was like... The windows were dark. <laughs> that was like two years in a row they were very fast on that button at Daytona, so... Yeah. NASCAR Ally Cup Series, coming in at the $5. Appreciate that. Darian, for one race, can you please not tweet about any drivers, LOL. <laughs> 
I can't. It's part you of should my during job. a race, Derry, just tweet about something completely different. Be like, yeah. So the trailer for that new uh, the new Obi Wan <laughs> show looks good. Like, <laughs> and, and Darian, like, somebody just flipped. <laughs> oh <laughs> well, let's go. They'll be like, Darian, why are you not talking about the race? Because you guys don't want me to anymore. <laughs> That's it. I'll be real. I'm curious to see because it's basically even if we just did nine verse nineteen and see how it went. Okay, oh Let, let's, it's it's going even let's, now. Let's, like, yeah. let's take Harbeck out of the equation. Let's do another poll. Yeah, just because this is very even, so let's get rid of the hard runoff option. election. We're, we're having yeah, we're having run runoffs and primaries for the for the chat pick. This shows we care. Yeah, we want this to be as fair as possible. I'm sorry, it was just getting so even. I was like, this is this is inevitable. Yeah, nobody won more than fifty percent. So, Denny Deliver says movie proceeds to flop about the Toby one. If you tweet Please about no. it, okay. And new poll is going up. Now, no. <laughs> Enter me. Away. Enter me now. <laughs> Pull? Pull? <laughs> oh dang! It's early polling is is varying. Holy crap! Yeah, the early precincts are are reporting in. <laughs> we're gonna have a couple more super chats. I think for we're mm-hmm. no for All sure. Right. Yeah. So we just read from NASCAR LA Cup series. Nova Stone twelve. I've seen you a few times, and I appreciate that. We appreciate two dollars. Why is there no fuel mileage racing anymore? Simply put, stage racing. You just stage racing. It. Mostly stage racing. You, you, also, you, you these days, the last few weeks, more cautions. It's yeah. A lot of caution <laughs> that is true. Alex Luff, appreciate the $5. Is there a company that consistently makes the best paint schemes? For me, it's Valvoline. That is very solid. Well, uh, yeah. And Sunny D. <laughs> it's Sunny D. Uh, Valvoline's Valvoline a solid like answer. Why did you sound like Yogi Bear? Sunny D. Sunny D. Smarter than the average bear. Gavin Adcock, appreciate the $2. It's going to be sad to see Las Vegas get bulldozed. Ain't going nowhere. They ain't going nowhere, bro. <laughs> they put not, way too much money in that place. I, I think this is the one where Bowman's curse ends, so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, I'm going to butcher your name. Tyler Rekopf, appreciate the $5. So it's been a week, Eric. Should Auto Club be a short track? Yes. I think it should. Las okay. Vegas was a good race. I think the next gen, it might come back. You know, teams will figure it out. But I think this shows intermediate racing is probably going to be better across the board. So I don't think you need Auto Club. If Auto Club wants to be a short track, I think one of these next super chats makes it sound like he doesn't think it's going to happen. But And it still might not. It may not happen. It may be a dead project at this point. But if it were to still happen, I would not fight it. Yes, yeah. on, that, on that subject, Ian Dickey says for four ninety nine, Auto Club will remain two miles. We got our renewal confirmation from the track this week. Telling us it will be at least one more year. All right. All right. That, mm-hmm. I, I, I will take that. I will take that from a season ticket I, holder. Fine. I said I, I, I'm fine with that. Mm. All right. I've got four more super chats. Let me just read the rest of these, and then we'll end the poll after that. Does that sound good? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Antar Das, good to hear from you. Been a little bit. Appreciate nine ninety nine. I feel old seeing fans who say this is the best racing in their lifetime because I've seen. I've been a fan since two thousand eight, and I'm only nineteen, and I remember the good old days. Also, Sonoma mm-hmm. should be early in season. I agree with that. I, I, yeah. I, I've, I've been. I, I think if you could swap up anything, I would say maybe you could do Martinsville as a night race in the summertime, and then do Sonoma earlier in the year when it's yeah. We can see conditions. all the green. We can see all the green grass and stuff. That'd be cool. Appreciate the five dollars from Blake Coffrin. I see a lot of potential in Haley Deegan, but I want to hear your guys' opinions. Does she fail? Does she win races? Or does she win championships? I don't think she's going to fail, per se, because she's definitely not been that bad. I do want to see her break through and 
get a win in the truck series, but we just have to take it one year at a time, see what happens. Yeah. She's been getting I, caught up in a lot of stuff. I went mm-hmm. on her YouTube channel the other day out of sheer curiosity and you look at her thumbnails for the past like five or six races, like race vlogs, and all the thumbnails are biggest crash I've ever uh, been in. Uh, or, uh. You hit me first, or like something. I'm like, girl, you need to, you were doing so well at the beginning of last season, not getting into instance, finishing all the laps, running twentieth, doing your thing. Let's get back to that now. I think she's Cross. like this last week. There was a wreck that she just kind of piled into. Not entirely her fault, but you know, let's try to avoid some of that stuff. Let's get back to consistency. Props to her and Chase Caber, though. They take advantage of when things are bad to definitely turn them into a positive. Oh yeah, make a lot sure. of money. I, for, for me, I think she's she's not ready to to move up the ranks anytime mm. soon. Yeah, she's I, if she, if she gets some part time starts, what would you think? She is supposed to be racing Xfinity part time for a few races, I think. Right? I think. I don't I think. Was, I don't. Or was that was, a while? It, ago? it was. It was. It was, it was rumored. But at this point, there's oh, not okay. many. At this point, there's not many Ford options. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, she's that. just. She still needs to improve in trucks and stuff. There's no reason to rush her at all. There's absolutely no reason. Gonna be enough for me. Mark. Yeah. Mark B coming up to 199. Appreciate that. He says, Darian looks like. <laughs> Walmart, Patrick Mahomes. I saw that earlier. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, that was Damn. a good one. That was Damn. a good one." Hey, yeah. Kyle Busch said the next gen cars are from Walmart, so you could consider yourself next gen Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I cut there. Finally, the last one I have here: Andrew Meyer, two dollars. Appreciate that. Brad K, go one race without wrecking challenge. <laughs> Failed. Oh. And let Super me just hard. do a refresh here and just make sure there's it's nothing Truex. that I missed. Yeah. It looks like Truex won the poll. Truex is the official chat pick. That is yeah. who they are going with. I love that. Okay, there was one more Super Chat. $1.99 coming in from Isaac. Can I also mention that HMS raised $102,000 for Ukraine? And that is correct. We did not talk about that. And I just, I just got to add in on that. I find it very appropriate that with them fundraising for ukraine the ally car won ah yeah, good point yeah good one i like but, the ally yeah. scheme he's running this week as well kind of off topic yeah the, with, with the pet uh, schemes support the puppies yeah, yeah. It's cool. all right well hey hope you guys have enjoyed this week's episode of the nascar week podcast hosted here on danny b talks a uh, little side note, I did post a video earlier today about the upcoming changes, or no, not upcoming, the new changes to Atlanta Motor Speedway ahead of the upcoming race, which will be in two weeks. Uh, me and Darian will actually be at that race at Atlanta Motor Speedway, so if you guys do happen to see one of us around, feel free to always say hello to us. Now, next week, you can catch us on Darian's channel on Wednesday, March 16th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time. We'll go over all of the events that happened at Phoenix, and we will get you squared away and set up for that race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Darian, anything to add before we get out of here? Um, no, just tune in to the, uh, to the channel next week, and uh, let's have an awesome show. All I'm right. Trying. Well, with that being said, do we have uh, a Dale call, or do we not a have Dale a call? Oh, yeah. yeah. It literally just sits on my floor right here. Like, it just <laughs> sits literally, like, on the carpet right here. And I'm in just the ready to... I just pull it up every it, week. It, it just assumes the position. It's ready. Yeah, I need to, like, say, bring, this, bring this to you, Jared, because I, I feel like this is, like, your thing. I feel like I'm stealing ah, the no. spotlight every week. It's all good. It's fine. Right. Work. Thanks for watching, everybody. Yep. Cute. <laughs> Yeah. Hey. It came back. It came it's back. Okay. Right. No. Bye guys. Bye. Goodbye.
Very great. Holy moly. Great job! Yeah! This guy. Thank you! Hell yeah. Great job, man! Let her rip. Right like hell, baby, come on! Oh my god, guys! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! You guys are the best! Yes, 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 yes! Oh, what a year! Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.